What are we calling this? Not off-road episode. We're calling uh, this off-road. The... No, nope. Sorry, we. I already messed up. It's the Overland Expo episode. Okay, the Overland. Got... Oh, let me say it. Let me say it. Overland Expo episode. Yes, e- episode seventy. Mm-hmm. And I just got back from being gone for seven days. <laughs> How's your wife um, and your baby? Uh, the baby was sleeping, so I didn't see her for eight days. Okay, and uh, she was super happy to see me, and then was like, "Wait a minute, I'm mad at you." Oh, really? Like, oh, oh, so oh, hug, get away, it's dad. And then it was like, well, you know, what? oh, the kid. How about uh, the wife? Oh, my wife was just like, oh, thank God you're, thank God you're home. Oh, okay, because so, she could have been surly. Well, I, I think she just she uh, welcomed me being home because okay. uh, it was as mad as she wanted to be. It would have been worse if I just never came home. <laughs> right. So every yeah. once in a while, that's the secret to a happy marriage, uh, uh, gentlemen out there, is um, be gone long enough so that your wife appreciates you, but not too long that she forget about, yeah. forgets about you. So anyway, um, we've got an awesome show. I just got back from Overland Expo out in Flagstaff, Arizona, so we've got a, a ton of uh, interviews from there. Um, our, was Nissan there? Nissan was there, Ooh. So and decked. Both, okay. of our, both of our sponsors. No way, a twofer. A twofer. So uh, talk to uh, both our friends at Nissan who had some pretty cool- uh, concept vehicles there. Uh, no, wait. These are ones that we have not seen yet. Ones we have not seen yet. Uh, Did we know that these were coming? Uh, we knew one of them was coming, and okay. one of them was a surprise. So we'll get into that in the show. So uh, let's start off by thanking Nissan and uh, five-year, hundred thousand-mile warranty, best in the business mm-hmm. for any of you uh, people out there looking for a half-ton truck. <gasps> Nissan Titan. Titan. Wait, wait, wait. I, yes, I lined up the truck. Oh, did you get your- I'm, oh. I'm getting a truck. They're going to deliver it. Do we I talk about it on see. the air? I don't- Yeah. Well, we talked about it, the, the fact that well, there were we a couple talked trucks about, here. I don't know if we talked about it to our listeners. Well, okay. Well, here's- I'm bringing you up to speed. All I'm right. getting a loaner. Yeah. I think it's going to be two weeks. I've asked for more. and They, they can't, but I'm happy with I two weeks. I told them no. You, oh, I figured you would. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put the, I blocked this, that, absolutely. You put, you put the stick in my spokes and I did an uh-huh. endo? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, right on your face. All right. So that's fine. I deserved it because I asked for more. I was like, I was like, oh, they, they're giving me a truck. I want more. All right. So I don't know if I'm getting the, the XD or not. Okay. I, I would hope so, but I'll be happy with whatever they give me. I'm going to review the heck out of it. I'm right. very excited. Oh, we're going to do a truck review. I would love to because okay. I've never done one. I want you to do a truck review. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I want to say it's this Tuesday. Oh, all right. Okay, this coming well, Tuesday I'm or the next day. I need to look at my calendar, but it's, a, it's happening soon. Here's what I care about. I'm anxious to see, A, how you review a vehicle, because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fun, right? Uh, but I want you to- It'll be great or it'll be it'll just, just awful. Horrible. I'll yeah, be sitting awful. here going, no, no. <laughs> right. you, you have no- The seats are plush. Yeah, no. And it rides nice. Well, my, I, uh, let's have some bourbon with our pinkies out. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I'm also curious what you think of that new Fender audio system. Yes. Because uh, I, I think it's really well done and uh, a big upgrade over the old Rockford system and the older Titans. So I hope it's loud because I'm going deaf. It's pretty loud. Okay, I, I think uh, I don't know that it will help you go deaf, but it'll you'll actually be able to hear something. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so- A good sound system is one that has- Phenomenal fidelity uh-huh. at low volumes, uh, and this it's very one, tough to pull off. So I'm, I talked to the guys at Panasonic and Fender who put that system together, mm-hmm. and I want you to know going into that truck because I may not see you before you get the loan. Right, um, it was designed for your treble, your mid, and your bass to all be at zero, flat, flat. Smart. So it was designed to have really good sound flat. So don't almost mess with it. impossible to do in the automotive environment. Right. And yeah. so that was what they worked on on that was they wanted you to be able to be all at zero so you could adjust but the idea was the sound would be very clean, very good. Listen to something with a lot of acoustic and strings mm-hmm. because you get to hear each uh string. Well, you know I'm going to listen to a band that you've never heard of Dead Can Dance. Dead Can Dance. All right, do they have yeah. bass? Oh, hell yeah. Do they have bass strings? Yes. Okay, because that will be 
that's the other thing. Bass is really good in it, but yeah. clean. It's not muddy bass. It's not like overplayed bass. It's really nice. So anyway, I, I want to find out what you think about that Fender audio system, okay. but check this out. Also, you know our associate sponsor, Decked. Mm, yes. Love Greg and the whole team over there. You and I have been arguing for months about whether they are Swiss or German bearings. <gasps> Don't tell me you finally uh, got the reveal. We have the answer. Okay. So if you're looking for a cargo storage solution for your truck okay, or Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And the bearings that you will get that are the smoothest, better than any skateboard uh-huh. you've ridden on, yep. those drawers are just silky butter. Uh-huh. Is it silk or butter? I don't know. Whatever the silky smooth. smooth. Is. Okay, silky smooth. The bearings that roll back and forth in the decked drawers are made in? Guess. Okay, well, I'm going to say Swiss bearings. All right. Your answer will be during the decked interview cup. Co- oh, uh, you up. bastard. All right, so, <laughs> so I found out, but if you're in if you're in the market for a cargo storage solution, you got to go to decked.com because they have uh, these rolling drawer systems that you will put 2,000 pounds on top of. That means you can drive your uh, UTV right on top of the drawers. Absolutely, or your lumber, whatever you've got. And then keep uh, all your goods right in those lockable, yes. weatherproof drawers. And you got them for trucks and vans and SUVs. The By the way, nine. yeah. Freaking prolific over at Overland Expo. What do you I mean? Prob- I probably saw 30 vehicles that had deck drawer systems in the back. Everywhere. Really? Oh, dude, all over the place. Everybody, hi, I sell rooftop tents. Cool. Uh, oh, hey, there, you also use a deck system. Oh, I love those things. I sell um, kitchens. I sell fridges. I sell um, widgets. And guess okay. what? They all have deck systems in the back of their uh, pickup trucks. Yes. So it was pretty, uh, pretty cool to see. But- We've got a lot of interviews and a lot of information, so uh, are you ready to start the show? I would like that. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Yes, it is. Episode 70. <laughs> oh, that's wow. one more than the B team. <laughs> I don't know if anyone like gets the warm and fuzzies about that like we do, because you guys are just listening. You we always really joke, oh, I can't believe we made it this way. No, I mean, no, it's legit. Looking back, it's like, how have we come up with an idea to fill 70 shows? On accident, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? We have been very, uh, and I don't let use this term um, too often, we're blessed. We are we, blessed. We are blessed with a, a, a bunch of really good guests and great- And listeners. Yeah. We have so many listeners that we can't possibly get to all your emails, but we're going to try later in the show. And uh, five-star hotlines. I mean, you guys, oh, I spent the last week out in the middle of the wilderness you know, on uh, Instagram- at Truck Show Podcast. So at, you're at in the wilderness, but you, but you had- But I had some cell service, okay. depending where I was. <laughs> wait a minute. What you guys don't know is that Sean and I, Holman and I, had a um, a phone conversation. Well, we tried to have a phone we conversation. Tried. This is like, what, Wednesday? No, uh, what was it? Uh, Friday? It was last week. Whatever. Thursday. He he calls, and you, he's trying to get the recorder to work, right? Because he's yeah. about to get his interviews. I, so there's and, a, a button on the side of the recorder that says hold on it. 
and right. you flip that up, and then it makes sure that none of the buttons will be pressed. Well, I threw it in my bag, and suddenly all the settings got all whacked out. So I was like, uh, hey. And then so you and I tried to call each other about 15 times. And yeah, then basically and I'm very particular how I want the settings on the recorder so I don't yep. have to go through a bunch of rigmarole when, when he submits the audio. But so he's calling me, and I hear this. <laughs> and, and then so then I hang up on him and he calls back but I can hear you fine I know and he's and so he's texting me I can hear you give me directions and I just won't say anything he's texting me yeah I was like that's never gonna work it's like eight button pushes once up sideways down I don't want to do that and we'd one more call Colin. <laughs> I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. So the audio may be horrible. I don't know. No, I, did, I, I did my best. I think I think it'll be okay. I feel good about it. I'm All looking right. at the wave files. They they look good. So and I I got scared. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was interviewing one of our guests, and uh, it was a pretty good in- interview. It was a longer one. It was pretty in depth. And I pressed end, and it said audio file issue. Hmm. And I went, what? No, that's not good. But then I went back and listened to it, and it seemed to be all there. So I guess mm. it saved it. So uh, we may, in the middle of an interview, may just end. I have no idea. <laughs> Our show just goes off the air. It just That's it. So okay. um, It I, won't be April Fool's again. We promise you no. that. Well, we have other plans for what other April Fool's. What is first? Uh, let's do- uh, Decked? No, let's let's go to the the very last one first. I know they're, they're out of order. Okay. This is Lindsay Hubley, who uh, oversees- Overland Expo. This is OVX. OVX. Right. And uh, and just talk to her about this awesome event. And I think we'll start there. Oh, she needs an event intro. Where is that? I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. All right, so uh, Overland Expo. 2019, 10-year anniversary. I'm standing with Lindsay Hubley. And uh, Lindsay, this event is unbelievable. Can you give us some specs? You know how many people, how many vendors? What's, I mean, how many acres is this place? It's, I feel like I've been walking for days, and no matter what I do, I find a new cubbyhole of like tents and overland vehicles and just stuff. Tell me more. Well, I guess we're gro- we've grown a lot this past year, and we're really excited to have everybody new on board. Um, our attendance is going to be uh, roughly double what it was last year, um, and uh, we've added about a hundred uh, aftermarket vendors and people that want to speak to our space. Any idea, Holman, what the attendance was? Just roughly get guesstimate. I mean, I mean is it five, ten thousand? Yeah, it had to be like over ten thousand people. I mean, okay. it, there was. Uh, you know how the freeway, if there's an event. You know, in Los Angeles, it may clogs say- Clogs up. Yeah, All the off-ramps clog up. they've got up. the signs that say, oh, event in process. Oh, the big amber digital yeah. signs. In Flagstaff, off Highway 17, they had that for the off-ramp for Overland Expo. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it was there were people back that probably the longest I saw was maybe half a mile down the freeway to, to get off the off-ramp into the uh, convention area. Why did they choose Flagstaff, or did she answer that in this piece? No, no. So, they, they used to do it at Mormon Lakes, and uh, the original- uh, husband and wife team that I believe the Hansons who used to own it uh, before Lindsay uh, and her company bought it the, I, I remember one of the earlier ones I did down by the border down by Mexico but it just got so big with infrastructure and so many people coming and just sort of grew into this massive things they went from there they went to Mormon Lakes then to Flagstaff this uh, this event and expo center is an old uh, military fort and so there's barracks and it's really big and it's just a really great outdoor space for this type of thing what is the new company called it's a uh, lodestone Lodestone. Yeah, so the, they are uh, basically have taken a bunch of event specialists 
and created a new company, and they're putting some uh, awesome events together. And so okay. you'll probably hear more from her and, and her team and her family, but she's been, for those of you who know in the industry, she's been in the event space for a long time. And uh, they purchased this with the intention of not losing the grassroots vibe and feel and really keeping it authentic. I think they did a great job for their first year of owning this Can event. you tell me what other events they've done? I mean, was she like Sand Sports Expo or something like that? Or like, yeah, she, I mean, she's been involved in, I believe, uh, um, Offroad Expo in Pomona oh. over the years. Uh, maybe Sand Sports family events. Have you ever been to like Jambos back in the day? I, then, I, then I think I know who this is that you're talking uh, to. Oh, you yes. absolutely know okay. her. Yeah. And so they really know how to run events that are core and cool yeah. without making them like uh, super corporate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, so that's why my feet hurt so much, right? Is because there's a hundred more people I've had to track down. I, I feel like I've been walking for days and fortunately you guys have done a great job of feeding us here yeah. and so I haven't lost any weight. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wither away at the uh, Overland Expo. Hey, listen, when you come to Overland Expo and you're media or you're an exhibitor, we give you a free drink every single night. Well, multiple free drinks every <laughs> single night, and we feed you every night. So you got to come check it out. How many steps have you got? I got 17,000 today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hold on. Let me look at my watch here because like, I can <laughs> I can go into my, my watch app. So 17,000 steps is how many acres or how many miles, and that will give you what how many acres Overland okay. Expo is. Okay, so I'm only at 10,000. Oh, man. But I got 7,000 steps. talking too much. I know because I have my <laughs> microphone, and I so th this is like the who's who of the industry, and wherever I go, it's somebody I know. It's like either, oh, hey, podcast, or oh, four-wheeler, or hey, Holman, come talk to me. So I can't move more than about eight feet at a time. I see. Well, so. I, I move quicker than you then. <laughs> yeah, no. By the way, uh, 10,000 steps is roughly equivalent to about five miles. Okay. She was at 17,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know her. She's, she's a little shorter than you are uh -huh. and in great shape. You can tell she walks a lot. Uh, at events, absolutely. Yes. Than you, then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've seen you multiple times stream by me, and I'm, I, yeah, okay, bye. So uh, the great news at this point in time is that all I'm doing when I'm running by your booth is even giving you a free cup of coffee or some trinket that we're going to give you for the evening. So. That's true. I did. I got a trinket. I got a drink, uh, and I got coffee this morning. And so you got a really cool beer opener. What was the trinket? It was the beer opener. Uh, they gave us a beer opener, uh, like a key fob, and then. All the media got one of those like uh, aluminum signs that you would hang up in your garage that said uh, Overland Expo West 10-year anniversary. It was and you cool. got one for me, right? Um, you didn't come. Yeah, so... but I would have got something for you. No, I don't think you would have. And um, <laughs> by the way, on social, our listeners were like, hey, man, is it just you? <laughs> and I'm like, sure is. And people are like, oh, I want to meet, I want to meet you and Lightning. I'm like, oh, I'm here. They're like, oh, well, I don't really like Lightning anyway. So it actually, oh, it was, no, so they did not say that. Um, and, uh, actually, I, I hope they didn't say I that. An email or later that I'll read. It's <laughs> oh, actually yeah. really funny. Um, anyway, uh, it it was, uh, you know, it was just for media, and um, you weren't there, so I, I can't help that you're All never good. available. All good. Okay. That says Overland Expo. It's, it's in my pocket. I'm keeping that one. I'm going <laughs> to throw that on my uh, my keychain. So. So what is this, you know, this is the uh, the first year that you have been completely involved in this event, and it just, it's amazing. It looks like everybody's having a great time, and I just can't believe the sheer number of, it's almost, I hate to say this, because I don't want to go there necessarily, but it's like an outdoor SEMA. It's so close to that, right? It's like, it's like if the North and South Halls were outside. Let me ask you, um, what was the look on her face when you compared it to SEMA? Was it a good? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow, okay. she, she loves that. I mean, that means her event's growing and, and that people are there. Just the vibe was awesome. Like, everybody was there having a good time. Um, and Flagstaff, the last day it snowed, the first day it was windy, and people are still happy. Like, it's, it's just... It's got to be the same size as like everything that's outdoors at SEMA. That's how big it is. Like, it's mm. just this massive, sprawling thing of, of, of tents and off-road products and just... 
I think the difference is that when you're there, people are actually camping there and using their products. And Cam- was, camping right there? Yeah. On the premises? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then so vendors were camping in their in their spots and throwing parties at night with each other and getting together. And then there were actually camping grounds next door for people who had paid to camp. And it was almost like there was another show in the parking lot where people were camping. It was awesome. It's kind of like uh, Lone Star Throwdown where it was a uh, big was cut, mud, yeah. bo- mud, mud bog yeah. out there. Yes. Al- although no no mud, just uh, just some rain, snow, and wind. Uh, but you know these are hardy people who like being self-sufficient. I don't think you had too many complainers out there. They're, they were happy to just be out and, and talking to people who were like-minded. I liked it. Now, did you camp? Uh, we camped, so we did Overland Adventure, which was a three-day trip through Four Wheeler Magazine, which is one of my uh, or Four Wheeler Network, fourwheeler.com. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my properties that I oversee in my day job. And so we had a new event this year, and it was sort of a mix from our uh, JP Dirt and Drive event, and then our Ultimate Adventure event with Peterson's Four Wheel Off Road. And the difference was, we covered. Let's see, we had 38 vehicles, everything from an early Bronco towing a trailer to a Unimog. Okay. And we, oh. we started. Did you get a chance to go in the Unimog? Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. So, uh, and then I drove my, my JK. And then we basically started in Wickenburg, Arizona, and did over three days, 250 miles all on dirt to get up to Flagstaff. And literally, where we ended the trip was the back gate of Overland Expo. Oh, so wow. So we came in on okay. setup day. And here's this 38 vehicles, all muddy and dirty and dusty, pulling into the back gate. And then we had an area, the four-wheeler adventure camp, where all of our participants in the middle of the show got to set up their tents and everything. Was it, uh, did, had, did readers get into these? Yeah, like, so there's 20 readers that were selected by the staff. Very cool. Okay. It is definitely that way, but I will tell you, the people that are here are true enthusiasts and they're consumers of your products. So our goal is to make sure that we turn retail at the event. We want to make sure that the companies that are here are being, they're being uh, presented in the right way and they're actually, they're making money here. I've talked to a bunch of people today, at least seven or eight vendors who have sold out, have nothing left to sell, and this is only halfway through. So I don't think they anticipated you know this many people, but I know you guys have a lot planned, a lot in store for Overland Expo. You have Overland Expo East at some point. When, what are the dates? Do you have that or the location? Yeah, we actually, so Overland Expo East is going to be off the hook. We're going to a great venue called Infinity Downs. You've got to check it out. It's one of the, the homes of the one of the largest music festivals in the country called the Lockin Festival. So we're going to have crazy amounts of camping, great access, on-site parking. It's going to be fantastic. And I bet you we'll have 360 plus vendors like we have here this year. All right. Well, that's pretty amazing. It's in my calendar. Thanks for having us out. This has been a great experience. We were able to do the Overland Adventure with Four Wheeler. We did 250 miles off-road here. Hopefully, we'll be able to do the same thing for East. Hey, here's the deal, though. you got to take me next time because I missed out on that part. Yeah, because you're too busy, like, roping off (laughs) exhibitor spaces and stuff like that. So... Okay, so how many beers did you have? Okay, so here's the thing about being a media guy at at Overland Expo. You get taken care of. Literally every booth I went to was like, hey, you want a beer? (laughs) And some people are like, hey, we've been smoking ribs for about 12 hours. You want one? Hey, uh, you you look thirsty. Do you need some water? Oh, I know what you want. You want another beer. (laughs) And so literally I probably had, I don't know, 15 beers. By the time you left, did you feel like you had actually gained weight? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I literally walked like, you know, five, six, seven miles a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, I didn't didn't lose anything. There was a band playing in the background. So that was actually in the the, uh, beer garden. So they had like a food truck and beer garden in the middle of this thing. And so that was like the party, the after party, after all of the uh, consumers left. That was everybody, all the exhibitors and everybody kind of hanging out and partying. And how long did people party after the event ended? 
oh, I know there. I know a fox had a party at like seven at night that didn't end till midnight. I mean, they're yeah. just you know everybody. Everybody wow. had something going on. It was awesome. All right, decked up next. Decks up next. All right, so this is Holman, and I'm walking around the 2019 Overland Expo, and who do I come up with? Our good friend Greg from Decked. How's it going, brother? That's going pretty good. You cleaned up pretty good. I heard you guys drove all the way. Uh... 250 miles off-road over three days, and you do not even want to see what that shower looked like when I got back to our rental house yesterday. And everybody's like, hey, are you going to keep camping? Because we had the option to camp at Overland Expo. And I'm like, nope. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I got to do work. I got to look you know, presentable and clean a little bit, right? Yeah, time to get civilized. Yeah, as civilized as, as we can get. So I saw the deck trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, we, we, we better go over there and talk to Greg because he's going to kick us right in the butt if we don't. But we've had this crazy question, and we've been arguing for months. Do you have Swiss or German ball bearings that make the deck drawer slide so smooth? I'm going to pause it right here. You're going to do the drum roll, aren't you? Uh, I just, I, I need to know the answer to this question. Are the decked bearings Swiss or German bearings? I think the answer will surprise you. Hmm. I, I can't play two audio clips at the same time, so I have to <laughs> stop the, the timpani and continue. You're not going to believe this, but uh, they're actually Texan. What? Yeah, Texan? Texan ball bearings. Texan ball bearings. Are they, are they packed with, like, good Texas lard? Or what's that mean? You know, Texas crude? There's got to be something. Because these are, these are better than any Swiss bearing I've ever felt. They're so smooth. They're just bigger. That is what she said. <laughs> uh -huh. Everything's bigger in Texas. Is everything bigger in decked? <laughs> everything's bigger in decked when you have Texas ball bearing wheels on your, All right, so on your system. How many different uh, decked sizes do you guys have? Because we always joke about the, the little vans, the big vans, the compact trucks, the full-size trucks. Like, well, you know I, know, I know the system. But seriously, though, Texas. Bearings made in Texas? Who would have thought? Smooth United States of America. That's America Barons right there. I love that, but I'm just confused. I'm so perplexed. But I know, because you have been, in your mind, thinking they were Swiss bearings for months. But you made up your mind that they were Swiss bearings without actually knowing. You and I both did. Don't pin it on me. We were both like, uh, I had over mine. So I at least consider Japanese and German <laughs> bearings. Is, is scalable. So, yeah. so how do you guys do that? Well, basically we have two sets of molds. It's a molded uh, engineered product. And trucks are generally five and a half and six and a half feet long. Yep. By the way, there's a little uh, a trivia tidbit about decked coming up here. Um, how, how fast do you think they make decked systems? So from start to finish, from yeah, putting pop, the popping them, out, Yeah, popping them out. Oh, oh man. Uh, I think that these are really sharp guys. The, the team, the inventor, the whole staff there. I'm going to say, just play the clip. No, no, I have to guess first. I want to say for each decked system fully, like to where they can put it in the truck and ship it. Well, I no, I didn't get into that kind of great okay, detail. Right, I'm, I'm just talking about like uh, popping them out of molds. How about that? Okay, 90 minutes. You just go. And full-size trucks are generally an eight feet long, and trucks are generally six feet wide in a full-size and around five feet on a mid-size. So we have two sets of molds uh, for both full-size trucks and mid-size trucks and then the only real difference is where your tie down points are and the shape of your 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 bed so then we put them out it's like a big muffin press like it just <laughs> like every seven minutes a deck system comes out is that what seven it takes is it every seven yeah. minutes it's cycle cycle time seven minutes which is really big in molding that's a yeah. huge mold and uh then we just we have a cnc router machine that knows the shape of your truck bed and it cuts it off all right so i'm gonna pull out, out i'm gonna pull off my uh, my phone here 
because I want to see, let's see, an average uh, Truck Show podcast episode is 120 minutes divided by <laughs> seven. So in the course of a show, you guys pop out 17 decked, uh, decked systems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, That's the, pretty good. The worker bees are busy, man. And right now, like, they're really busy because it's, it's crazy down there. So well, Absolutely, because the Truck Show podcast has been sending so many listeners your way. It's been crazy. All right. Smart. So we've you like been that? talking yeah. about all good the weird call. stuff that you can put in your, that's rolling around in the back of your bed that you put in a deck system. We talked about uh, uh, bowling balls. Uh, irons, anvils, um, fishing poles, <laughs> rifles. What's the weirdest thing that you've seen a customer put in the back of their deck system? Well, first, we're Overland Expo, so this is sort of like cargo pants. <laughs> you're right. right. I've, so, seen a, I've seen a lot of them. You are, uh, no, you're not wearing cargo pants. No. You just have a co- je- like green jeans on. Look, I'm wearing my jeans, too, because I didn't want to be super khaki today. Well, the- oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to talk about that for a second. Yeah. To the photos that you were posting on Instagram, which are cool, like Sean P. Holman, <laughs> the, and, and, and you were doing some really cool ones on Truck Show Podcast, so I appreciate that. But, by the way. These- you were wearing khaki, and you no, looked, no, no, no. you were trying to Not like- my pants. Not my pants. I had a khaki shirt on. Yes, you did. And I had my uh, 5'11 uh, uh, sun hat on, but my you, desert hat. I know, but, but you don't normally dress like the that. You, best, were, you the, were trying to dress the part. Of course I was. I was, was got to blend in there. You know what the best comment on Instagram was? No. If I was going to uh, be out catching butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, these are these have uh, they're stretchy. And so are mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're comfy, but but they're still jeans. It's super important. To have... You're not bonding over your clothes. Yeah, a little bit. And have stretchy pants, and yeah. these are Howler Brothers. Uh, they're called trousers, actually, but loose stretchy pants, yeah. not tight stretchy pants. Yeah. So you still look like a dude, but yeah. you got yeah, totally. All right, uh, I'm I'm just built that way, you know. <laughs> so are you? Well, the, the bottom part. Uh, you know, but we we went to the uh, Great American Outdoor Show, which is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is the NRA's you know official show every year. Love that. And kind of a creepy number of people said, well. I bet you could put a body in there. Okay, so you say that, and you say it's creepy, and you sort of laugh, and I laugh a little bit, but my co-host, Lightning, has said several times in our advertising for you, you could put a body back there. And I'm like, I don't think that's the way Greg wants to go. So Yes, it is. <laughs> you know that's the right that's the right we'll thing to say. Listening. Now he's going to be listening to this going, see, even Greg brings it up. <laughs> I never even thought about that until these people. I was like, okay, I mean... All right, let's be honest. You guys have had great drinking parties on a Friday before a holiday at the office. Somebody has gotten into a drawer once, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you have to be pretty... I can't fit in a drawer. You couldn't fit in a drawer, but... How dare you? The, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can, we all have dreams, right? <laughs> but uh, How many pounds would you have to lose to fit in one of those drawers? They're pretty big drawers. Uh, it'll carry 2,000, pal. No, in a drawer. Just shut up and keep playing. <laughs> but uh, the Diesel Brothers, uh, their guy Hans, Hans is a great dude. He's actually in a video on their Instagram from last year where they, uh, All right. it was the ultimate new tool set, they said. For, <laughs> game changer. Just bring that guy everywhere. He fixes everything for you. All right. So uh, ha- how many uh, dozens and scores of uh, deck systems have we helped you sell over the past year? You know, this year we're going to probably sell one system her listener of the Truck Show podcast. I like that. I like that. I How won't. Many listeners do you have? I won't tell you. We're not going to be public with that. We're just. Yeah, we're just number you. one. I won't tell you how many decks we're going to sell either. <laughs> we'll just. All right. We'll just have a standoff. And we'll just be okay with it. I will say that we have some really cool new products coming out this year. Um, I'm going to pause him right there. How many? Uh, how many deck do you think they sell? Do you, you, could you hazard a guess? Uh, I bet you they sell thousands, ten thousand a year. I would you think that many. I would say between five and ten thousand. I yeah. think would be a safe bet. And their growth is insane. 
Yeah, well, and just seeing, I mean, I've actually seen them in the wild more. Like even I was passing a truck over at Home Depot the other day, and I was like, oh, hey, cool, deck system. And, uh, I was and in, But did you think, like, I hope I had something to do with that? Well, I, I was thinking, should I take a picture? And then the dude, like, looked at me because I was looking at his truck. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, not going to take a picture. No, nope, you're going to get a fight because he thinks you're going to steal, <laughs> steal his, his truck. Deck system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones I can talk about uh, would be expect, like, a kind of a molded soft-sided bag program. Okay, so I like that. For your gear, for even for tools, like, yeah. super burly, durable, can't destroy them. Every motocross rider... Needs to have a deck system. I know this sounds like a big commercial, but I'm telling you, dude, you know how lame it is to like throw your boots in, your leathers, and yes, you have a big bag, but the bag just gets beat. Yeah. You could put everything in the bed of your truck and lock it. I like that. And then we're going to bring out a product probably around SEMA that is going to, it's, it's going to cause some people some heartburn. In the ooh, industry. ooh! Can we be a part of that with you? Yeah, well, I, I would hope so. All right, yeah. all right. I, mean, I like this it. Is, this is going to make. There are some companies that are going to not be able to sleep at night when they see this thing. So we're really excited. Um, another. I'm not going to be able to sleep know, at night just knowing that that's coming now, and I, I, I have to know more. But yeah, it's another. You know, just. Did he tell you off air? He did not. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you just saying that? Nope. This really one is wouldn't... not embargoed. Mm. Well, it's embargoed if I knew about it. Right. <laughs> Embargo. Hmm. Yeah. You say it's not embargoed. Hmm. What could it be? I don't know. Well, they're, well, they're masters at plastics, right? So you have to think of stuff that's molded. And then what if you're a, what if you're like a Yeti and you have that like three hundred and fifty dollar cooler that is made as, into a toolbox? And Decked came in and took your lunch on that. I mean, mm. something like that, right? Like yeah. a molded, indestructible, like. I don't know, just... Okay. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just well, I'm going to have to noodle on this for a minute. Uh, that's, yeah. okay. Cool, engineered, kind of disruptive, game changer, you know. Well, you guys, you guys are all about that. I mean, you like having, you know, those unique products that uh, I want to see... I, I want to see something that is... Like, I use action packers a lot, right? When yeah. I, oh, my gear. I love the action packer. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, a lot of people who off-road uh, use it. They're the various sized black molded plastic, uh, like, indestructible bins, plastic bins. Mm -hmm. They have the gray tops and the red handles. Yeah. And they come in various sizes. And they're perfect for throwing gear into your truck. I I didn't know they were called that. Yeah. So Rubbermaid makes them. Rubbermaid action packers. And so it's very common. Um, The only problem is they're thin-walled, so they're not indestructible. They're super hardcore heavy duty, but, like, you could kill one if you ran over it. You might be able to pop it back out, but it wouldn't look the same, right? Got it. Then there's, like, next level. There's nothing quite in the middle, which is what I'm trying to get Mm. out of Greg here. And then Yeti has like a new gear thing, right? That's like this super expensive, which is basically the go a, box. yeah, the go box. The go box. Well, I want to figure out how to sell a plastic box. I know for two hundred fifty dollars. That's what I'm talking about with a tray in it. God bless them. I, I feel like you guys could go in between the action packer and the Yeti and give people what they really want. Yeah. And I'm just saying mm. that if you did, I'd be a customer. Well, we we don't we're not building the company on premium like sort of. Uh, you know, yeah. aspirational pricing. <laughs> yeah, right. We won't be able to actually be able to afford the stuff, uh, but we do have some stuff that'll be in that, in that general kind of like the D box, only bigger. Yeah, exactly. The bag idea, right? Yeah. The D box is the same as the Go box, only it's fifty dollars. <laughs> right. Right. And you have a you know. probably better tray in there too. Well, you know, uh, that's debatable, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, Yeti makes a great, a great. They product. do. They're just, uh, they're just you. You have to really want it. Well, uh, if you do want decked, head over to uh, decked.com or at decked USA. Go to go to Deck USA and follow us. There you go, Deck USA. Follow Greg. Follow- Hashtag Truck Show Podcast. All right, I like that. 
And then we're gonna have a we're gonna have a pretty big surprise for your listeners coming right up. I think. I, I hope so. We're we're working on some stuff. We keep promising it. I hope we can pull it off. But yeah, absolutely. We gotta we gotta party. We gotta party with you. We gotta party with our listeners and uh, do some cool stuff. So awesome seeing you here at Overland Expo, and uh, we will catch up with you soon. Likewise, thanks, Sean. Do you think that he will let us be a part of whatever this is being unveiled? Can we do it yes. at SEMA with him? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, he he likes the truck show podcast, but uh, he's got, but he's tied in with like uh, you know, like Dave Sparks and the day, you know, yeah, yeah, he, Dave yeah, and whatnot. Uh, Aldean and Sparks. I mean, if you're gonna, also. so they're not gonna get us. Now, maybe we could host it. We could introduce those guys. Ooh. Hey, Greg, are you listening? Uh, Truckshowpodcast at gmail Listen, we wouldn't be the stars, but we're we're we, not we, bad hey, at hosting. We posted for uh, yeah, Toyo. Toyo. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Okay. What's up next? By the way, did you hear that I'm taking your lunch this year at the uh, Brew Talks? Uh, you are the host? I'm the host of both of them this year. Uh, because you're unavailable. You. Yeah, I can't. I, I'll be in the booth. If you want to come find me, I will be in the Banks booth all week, like 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. all day. Yeah, I just every had, a, day. had a meeting with SEMA, so I'm going to host the Brew Talks this year, and I'm going to do a seminar at SEMA on podcasting. What do you know about podcasting? Uh, not much, but uh, <laughs> SEMA doesn't know that. <laughs> They're going to find out. All right, is uh, Jerry from Kenberg next? Uh, decked. Met Jerry, right? So Greg and Jerry met on this show, and now they are getting exhibitor booth space together and camping together. You have got to be kidding me. And so I look over, and I'm like- We're matchmakers. We made you guys- We built this relationship, (laughs) and we're not even here. We built this city on on rock rock and roll. roll. (laughs) All right, so I'm wandering around Overland Expo, and uh, all the way out here in Arizona, it's like 700 miles from home, and uh, who do I see? Somebody who literally lives in the same city I do that I've known for a long time. So Jerry over at Camberg, you guys have a pretty cool setup over here. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, it's different for us this year, right? Like, we're kind of out of our element, even you know this is, like, what we do for fun to get away from the desert racing. Uh, decided, uh, last year I came up here, we're on adventure motorcycles and had to stop by and check this show out. And I'm like, you know, we need to have Camberg come do the show. So this year we set up, we got uh, Fox and Method Wheels next to us over here, and then we got Deck to the right. And uh, We like those Deck guys a lot. Yeah, those deck guys are cool. Actually, I met them uh, with you when I was on your uh hey, Look at that. We're like matchmakers. We're like putting you guys together, and you guys now are camping together and stuff without us. I feel so feel so left out. Yeah, that's like the heart and the eye emoji right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we brought uh, Jason's Tundra out here. It's like, you know, been around for about five years now. It's been the Rigid Tundra, the Fox Tundra, the FMF Tundra. Um, been used. It's been at the show like three or four times, and then we brought our new Raptor out here. Uh, we got the Go Fast Camper, the GFC Camper on there. And by the way, that thing's badass. So a lot of the vehicles you see out here are set up for quote unquote overlanding, obviously, because we're at Overland Expo, right? And most people are, you know, kind of taking in the scenery, and their vehicles are set up really good. But they're really set up for doing, you know, 20 or 30 mile an hour on the trail, and do it comfortably, whatever. But guys like us, we love camping out of our vehicles but we also love the desert and covering like massive amounts of uh of terrain and mileage over the course of a trip and so you kind of have a different perspective you you've got a raptor set up for go fast but also overlanding talk about that a little bit yeah so you know with the raptor you know when they're stock they do okay off-road and then now we've really heavily upgraded it with our control arms and the rear diver springs we got our new rear air bump system on the back I love Jerry. They do okay off-road. Freaking Raptor. <laughs> yeah, right. One of the few guys can actually upgrade it and actually- And make it better. Yeah, exactly. All paired with Fox's aftermarket 3.0 internal bypass shocks in the front and their 3.0 ex- external bypass shocks in the rear. A um, lot more travel, a uh, lot more dampening than a stock Raptor would have. So it, it's really cool. Um, 
in the sense that most overlanders just kind of assume like, hey, I just have a truck and I have a camper on the top and I'm gonna go overlanding. Well, as soon as you actually go off-roading, you find out pretty quickly on what's capable and what isn't capable, and then how quickly and how smoothly you can get there. Right, so it's all about spring rates and, and quality of spring and shocks, and there's nothing that says that you can't go fast with your stuff as long as you have good tie downs and all your gear is, is stowed. And the reality is, we've talked about this before, if you build a truck to go fast, you have a truck that can go slow if you wanted to. But if you build a truck to go slow, you don't necessarily have the suspension to make it go fast. Absolutely, and it's also about comfort. So, you know, you got so much gear loaded up in these trucks and you have coolers and drinks and food and your supplies well it's also softer suspension makes all that stuff last longer so you're not yard sailing everything yeah. inside your vehicle because we have smooth suspension so you know you take this tundra next to us and that front long travel kit it's a coil over it's a four inch bypass shock it's the same stuff we would race in baja with um we just turn the tubes out a little make it more comfortable because we're not going to be going 100 miles an hour we, we do, but yeah. <laughs> typically speaking, overlanding, instead of crawling around at 20 down these dirt roads, we're going to be going between 20 and 60. Yeah. But we're really smooth. It's really comfortable. And an interesting story is we're working with a couple brands out here and a couple of overland influencers, and they've had just the normal suspension with the shocks and the upper arms. And now they've gone to long travel and immediately like leaving the shop, they're like, I can't even believe how much better it handles, how much smoother it is going down the road, and then they get it in the dirt, and they're like, why didn't I just do this from the get-go? Overlander influencers. Oh, there's a lot of them. Does that mean they're just YouTubers? What, what does like, he mean? Like on Instagram, okay. there's a lot of people who are in that space with a ton of followers. I think, um, you know, I got had a chance to meet some of them on our Overland adventure, and uh, these looked, are regular folk, or they, yeah, or no, they, no. are they media or media savvy, media savvy, but, but, but regular folks okay. who have been able to turn their either their passions into an influencer type job, where they have multiple brands that allow them to, to carry the torch, if you will, for their messaging. You know, they may have ten or fifteen thousand or more followers, and they're doing stuff that I do all the time, and thinking. Wow, I really misplayed my hand here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Some of them are a lot prettier, too. You, you, you and I, also, we talk about this a lot. Like, yeah. I worked at the biggest rock radio station, arguably, one on of the them in the country, yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah. And then you were at all the biggest magazines, yeah. and yet you and I never really, you know, tooted our own horn at all. We just like And here comes just some this. rando dude yeah. driving a truck, and here he is with 150,000 followers. I think that's his uh, Instagram handle is rando. Rando. <laughs> <laughs> get well, and if you think about it, too, uh, I think people are afraid that you know, long travel trucks are going to be too soft for, for payload. But look at all the trophy trucks in Baja that are carrying all that fuel and spare tires and tools and all the things that come with it, and they're handling that load. So it's all about dialing it in and tuning it for what's right. And it looks like you guys have a uh, pretty sweet setup, especially uh, with the Raptor over here and the Tundra that you brought. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's funny you talk about the payload because uh, one of the guys, Travis Hess, you know, he's got this crazy Tundra. He wound up towing a big trailer out here, and he's like, I couldn't believe how good the thing towed. I like, not recommended, yeah. but he's like, man, the but you thing, can do it. Yeah, he's like, it's wider, it was more stable, it was smooth, and it handled it great. All right. Well, uh, good to see you out here. We are going to have to go grab lunch and some beers back in uh, back at home. So I will see you back at the ranch. Sounds good, bud. So uh, Jerry there was talking about Go Fast Campers. And yeah. so uh, I went out and found them because, you know, there's a million rooftop tents, right? Oh, this is a brand, Go Fast. It's a brand, yeah. Okay. Go, go, fast, like GFC, go, fast. Oh, go okay. fast Campers. Okay. Okay. And what's interesting is everybody has the same tent made by a bunch of Chinese companies. With the exception of a few that have their own thing going, right? So you go and you go, oh, I saw that tent three booths down. Oh, I saw that tent four rows over. It's this, 
essentially the same tent. There was a tent that, uh, I don't know if it was ARB with their Simpson back in the day. I'm sure the patent ran out and then everybody's copied it since then, right? And so they're prolific. And the only difference is price point and materials and you know stitching, sewing, all that kind of stuff. But here's a guy who has this thing called Go Fast Campers. And that's what Jerry chose to put on the back of his Raptor. And it's a camper rooftop tent system designed for trucks to haul ass with it. So it's lightweight. <laughs> it's American-made. Okay. And it's made completely different than anything else out there. So I went, I'm going to go find this guy. So I did. Okay, I'm over here with Graham from Go Fast Campers. And uh, Graham, walk us through this. This is pretty awesome because you've got a really neat system for people who like to overland and use their truck, but also like me, want to go fast off-road and it won't fall apart on you. Definitely. Yeah, this is the strongest off-road camper ever built. It's uh, The core of the structure is an inch and a half 065 wall DOM space frame. And everything's built, machined, aluminum, steel, all built to last, all built to hold up. What does it mean by space frame? So if you look at a lot of the camper shells that are out there, so there's a bunch of different stuff. There's the soft ones, right, that have like a steel frame with mm-hmm. like canvas over it. Or there's the ones that are fiberglass. Or there are the ones that are a, a mixture of aluminum. What he's done is- No carbon fiber, anything like that? Not yet. Too, I mean, too pr- pricey? Pricey and vulnerable, I okay. think. What he's done is he's created, basically think of it as like a roll cage that has aluminum panels over the top of it. So the roll cage bolts to your huh. bed- and then the aluminum panels bolt on top of that. And so you have this really sturdy frame that has the aluminum panels over the top of it. And so it's very low profile, very light, but very strong. Not 090 aluminum panels. So it'll hold up to rocks and stuff like that, but still save a bunch of weight. And yeah, we basically build our trucks to take to Baja, but still be able to daily drive up in Montana. And you've got some really interesting pieces on here, like the extruded aluminum rails up top, where yep. you can put all sorts of different um, accessories on it so i'm guessing there's a you have a clamp system that slides into the rails that you can use yep yeah we have a system for mounting everything from awnings to baja designs lights to all sorts of different products quick fists shovels max tracks whatever you need and you've got a cool uh, setup where even a mountain bike can mount on the top of this thing it's really awesome yep yeah we're actually prototyping a new roof rack system for it that'll tie into the uh to mountain bike racks and some tooling accessories and a few other things. And so what's a typical camper uh, cost and then what vehicles do you have them available for? So we have every modern truck supported except for the Honda Ridgeline. That's uh, not a truck, so we're good there. I call it the pilot SUT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, the mid-size truck version for like Tacoma and whatnot starts at 6450 and the full-size trucks are 6950 and they're 100% made at our factory in Bozeman. So this is all uh, American-made, American products. Um, American jobs. That, that, yeah, American jobs. And you, you get a lot with it. You're not offering a base camper. You actually have a lot of features that come with that. The, the base model, I mean, I drive the base model with, with the two windows as the only option on it. So basically, the base model is fully equipped. Everything comes powder-coated. It's all built for long service life, long durability, and repairability in the event of something like a tree falling on a truck. We can, like, swap the roof panel without having to scrap the whole camper. What's happening behind you? What kind of Birkenstock rock is happening? Yeah, back there? right. Uh, and I can't remember. Uh, I think by the time I'd gotten over there, there was like a lunch going on or something like that. And so um, it was interesting. Throughout the camp, as you would go through vendor, there'd be like groups of companies that have identified that their brand messaging is similar and they like they complement each other. So they decided to put all their booths back to back. 
And so, like, uh, we, I saw about our buddy Rory Dude, this Connell. Sounds, this sounds with, like Coachella in the campground. So, sort of like. And yeah. they, like, I saw Rory, and he was, like, hooked up with Canyon Coolers and hooked up with Icon and AAC, and they were all together. And so, like, they had a live music and taco day one day. And come <laughs> by, and if you added your name to their email list, they would give you a beer and uh, tacos from Taco Guy. How is Rory everywhere? Literally everywhere. He cannot be at home. He's got to be. Does he near, have a home? I he's think he's got to be near divorce. I think he's a vagrant. Yeah. His wife cannot be happy. <laughs> and you got a pretty cool, looks like the mounting system to keep that thing on there when you're hauling ass over the whoops. Yep. Yeah, it's all steel interface. You're not going to get that fatigue cracking that you get with those aluminum topper clamps. So basically everything bolts down super solid. So it's built for, I mean, because washboard kills your truck more than big impacts does. Absolutely. And it's built for washboard. So if people want to find out more about Go Fast Campers, where would they go online and then in social media? Yeah, so you can find our website at gofastcampers.com, and social media is at GFC underscore USA on Instagram. Awesome, man. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm intrigued. I'm going to I want to check those out. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, they're they're pretty lightweight. I want to say it was like 300 pounds or something like that mm-hmm. with the, the tent and everything, and these really cool extruded aluminum rails. You could make a, all sorts of tool attachments. And 300 just, is a little... sounds heavy to me. For uh, a, I, no, not for what this is. It really? was really cool. It's like a six-bedroom condo. Uh, it's just go, <laughs> go fast campers. I think is his okay. website. Check it out. I will. I'll check it. Uh, so up next, it looks like we've got AEV. Who'd you talk to over at AEV? Uh, the founder. Okay, Dave Harrington. All right, so here I am in the American Expedition Vehicle booth with uh, Dave Harrington, and uh, Dave, you just got back from an epic adventure with the vehicle that we're standing in front of right now. Yeah, that's right. We just did the um, Altar Desert in northern Mexico, which is uh, it's funny. I had never really, I've, I knew of it, but I didn't really know of it and didn't realize how big it was until uh, until we actually got down there. There were pictures of it that really looked like Africa in a lot of ways. It looked like North Africa and lots of sand and dunes. And you guys took the uh, the JLs that we had driven in Moab uh, a month or so ago. But you also have your new uh utility bed ZR2 Colorado and this thing is awesome and you've got some parts on here that are going into production some other stuff you're sort of testing out why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so we wanted to build something for specifically for Overland Expo we wanted to validate it with that northern Mexico trip and uh, so we built a extended cab bison tray bed Uh, so we started with a bison um, so that's the skid plates, the shocks, the dual lockers. Um. By the way, completely sold out for uh, this year, and then I just found out you guys are going to have another run of them for uh, 2020? Yep, that's correct. So there's another run of them, a couple new colors like the orange, and uh, yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to get a couple new colors. I guess I can't say for sure yet, but <clears throat> anyway, we started with that, and then we put the tray bed on the back, so we developed the whole tray bed mounting system, and tried to make that just it's it's really uh useful for this kind of trip and then the big news on this one is we did the front flares with the 35 inch tires and it's not just a flare it's it's a new bumper closeout and some stamped steel panels so you do have to do a little bit of trimming it's not um you know it's not a five minute install but it's not that bad either um, and the flares reuse the stock bison flare holes or they'll fit into zr2 or even a regular colorado and then you can run 35s, um, depending on which model, with very little suspension work. What's cool about it is uh, the basically the ZR2, which we love, and uh, I've driven one every day for a year, has 31s on it. And that's one of the, the, the biggest knocks on it, in my opinion, is it just is under-tired. Such a capable vehicle. This thing looks just perfect on 35s. 
Yeah, in reality, in all the testing, the 31s did really well. But it seemed to me, um, you know, especially like this trip we did with the sand, you know, we were on sand dunes for over 100 miles. The 35 really, especially aired down, really put it over this performance threshold where, you know, this, this vehicle a lot of times was out in the front of the pack, kind of leading the way, dead reckoning out in front of everybody. And so it was, it really works well. So is there any chance that we'll see the tray bed be a uh, production option for AEV customers in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So all this stuff will be fourth quarter of this year. Um, the flares are being tooled as we speak. And, the, um, uh, and that works both with the Bison bumper and the ZR2, but not with the uh, Z71 fascia. So you have to figure out something there. But we kind of made it so it cuts straight off. So it'll work with most aftermarket bumpers too. And then, yeah, as far as the tray bed goes, we will be doing that for in-house upfits only. Um, but yeah, it'll be available probably even sooner than fourth quarter. And the tray bed's super cool. If you uh, haven't seen one before, or if you don't think you have, think of the uh, Ram 2500 builds that AEV has done, and they've got the tray bed, of uh, obviously a, a larger version of that. But this is cool because the sides and the back drop down. Uh, you've got the headache rack on it. There's just a lot of flexibility in what you can carry. You've got the uh, the steps on it. Um, it's just really, really well made. And it's just, it just looks cool. Yeah, and not only does it look cool, but it's just, it is really functional. I mean, the, the biggest downside to it is if you're putting dirt bikes in it, it's a little higher deck height. Um, but on a truck this big, it's really not a big deal compared to like the Ram Prospector sure. where it's, you know, it's a chest height. You guys have, I've been getting all the press releases. The JL stuff is now just starting to hit and you've got a lot of JL product that is now available for purchase. And so what's out now and what's coming? Yeah, so it is finally exciting and it's starting to happen. Um, we've got several new wheels, uh, including our Bora dual sport wheel with the beadlock, non-beadlock wheel. We've got the Savegre 2, which is kind of this amped up, spectacular looking. I love that wheel. It looks so good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite wheels. Uh, and those are cool because they're JL specific, so they're not recycled JK wheels where they're sticking out too far. The offset's quite a bit different. Yeah, obviously the axle widths are different, and so when Jeep made it, you, you, yes, the bolt pattern's the same, you can physically put a JK wheel, but they look funny and it sticks out past the fender, so if you're going for that more like upgraded stock look, it won't look right. These wheels have the right offset to match the JL's new axles and suspension. Yeah, and they also have a different center bores for the stock camera. Um, so there's a, there's a number of little changes, but but anyway, those wheels uh, they just hit the market too. The um, we did a two inch spacer suspension for kind of you know the person just looking for an upgrade, slight upgrade with stock suspension, and that's really unique because it comes with our Procal Snap, which is an electronic speedometer device to uh, change everything. Um, it's just included with the spacer kit, um, and likewise we just did our two and a half inch suspension, which is a a true dual sport suspension and it's really unique because we did go with a totally different recipe than what the JL has uh, primarily to handle weight variations much better in this in our market um, and so obviously you've ridden in it and you've flexed it. it it it's it's awesome so just so people know on uh, on the JL it's tuned with uh, soft springs and a stiffer shock and that's sort of the philosophy which is opposite of what JK was tuned for from the factory and not only have you guys gone back to more of that JK philosophy where you have a stiffer spring and a softer shock, um, which on the highway is way better because now uh, emergency maneuvers and things like that, it's corners very flat, it handling's good, but it still flexes just fine off-road, feels great. I, I really enjoyed driving uh, with the suspension, but you guys also went to a dual-rate coil 
as well. So you're taking some of the tricks that what they're doing with Gladiator, and now you have a better opportunity to control, you know, that that weight from overlanding and all the stuff you put on a Jeep. Yeah, a lot of guys are adding coolers and tents and whatever it may be, but they're just doing it on the weekend, and so they it has to handle a massive weight variation. So our recipe is different than everything else I've seen in the JL aftermarket. Um, we also, the snorkel is almost out. I think we're, oh, sweet. Yeah, okay. we're getting samples here any day. So um, that'll be out really shortly. Um, and then front and rear bumpers are on their way. I know everybody's waiting for them. Uh, Holman, how many guys do you think rock the snorkel that, will, that have never used them and will never use them? All of them. <laughs> I mean, uh, but there's there's some value to it, right? So, especially a high quality snorkel. Some of them are just a, a high intake. Mm-hmm. Uh, AV actually has a particle separator at the top of theirs. No, theirs is legit. Uh, I'm definitely. Just, you know, I'm just. I, but I, but even if you you can't think of it as just water, right? Because sometimes it's nice just to get up above the dust cloud of the vehicles in front of you and get some cleaner air too. So if you think about it that way, a lot of people use them. It's just hmm. it's about the design of the snorkel and and how people utilize them if they're. You know, by themselves, crossing water, or in a big pack. You know, I mean, dust. you a poorly made snorkel is going to add a lot of back pressure and cause your it can engine to work harder. It can, yeah. And there's and there's some snorkels that that don't have any penalty. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the design of the airbox and the vehicle themselves. A lot of the airboxes are, you know, modern vehicles are aren't too restrictive. They actually pull from the inner fender and below, and mm-hmm. and so as long as your snorkel pulls more than what your intake can pull, you should be fine. But there's a lot of different philosophies, a lot of different designs, and it ain't for everybody. I wonder how many guys test them, or they just make them because they look cool. Because they look cool. Yeah. Cool, um, safari. We've just been doing a lot of testing with those and trying to just knock them out of the park. So Yeah, you guys have some really neat things on the bumper, especially like the neoprene pads for your knee. So when you're you know getting up on your bumper to look in your engine compartment or something, you're, you've got a place to, like just the little touches, the fact that you can have the modularness of the wings, you're using the, uh, the boron steel on them. And you've got a couple other things that are coming, like the lights, and, and you're not done. There's other stuff in the pipeline, and I, I know AV is not the company that ever wants to be first, but you guys want to have some of the best products out there. Yeah, I mean, it seems funny. The neoprene pad, for instance, yeah. I mean, it's like, what? I'm sure somebody's listening, like, that sounds dumb on a bumper, but it is all the little touches and all the little things that really add up to make it a really enjoyable product that, you know, it's worth the money because, you know, let's face it, our this stuff's not cheap, and that's not, you know, it's not really where we wanted to be. We wanted to just offer the really high-quality product. And so, you know, I appreciate everybody bearing with us there because I know a lot of people are waiting. Uh, but it's it's all starting to come out now, so we're we're getting kind of getting excited now. And then probably not too long. I know you guys have Gladiator stuff in the pipeline as well for people who are just now. Gladiators basically hit dealers in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I know you've got some stuff you've been working on as well. Yeah, we've got a Gladiator all torn apart in our shop. We've had it for a few weeks now, um, and yeah, I mean suspension's coming right away. Um, it's got some unique challenges, honestly. The the way that suspension works, it's going to be interesting to see if other people in the aftermarket pick up on what happens when you lift that car. I don't think a lot of people will realize the math, the geometry behind what's actually going on with that thing. So there's going to be some interesting stuff coming. For I mean, we're a little stumped on how exactly we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. I'm thinking now, Holman, how many builds, how many gladiators will we see at SEMA in November? All of them. N- n- well, no, I know that. That have kind of kludgy suspension systems where he's alluding here that the suspension 
is going to be difficult to either improve upon or work with. How many guys are just going to slap a a lift on that's going to hurt the geometry? Well, and it all depends what your use is. Obviously, AEV sort of has a special use case, and they're really going for that OE feel while giving you additional capability and carrying and all that kind of stuff, right? So Dave is really laser-focused on making their kits and their lifts as seamless as possible, so giving you more performance without any drawbacks so you can still... Uh, be comfortable, you can still carry the load, you can still do an emergency lane change, all that stuff. I think I talked about it here as the interview progresses. They also had a similar issue when the Ram 2500s came out and that rear suspension. So What you talking about, Willis? Well, that's sort of the same thing when the 2500 link coil Rams came out. Uh, You guys sort of approached it from the same way where lifted the geometry sort of changed and you came out with some solutions that that make your product on the ram really really special i'm assuming you'll probably figure those out for the gladiator as well yeah and 1500 is is a similar suspension some people think it's the same it's not it's same parts and a couple things like upper arms but different it's not yeah same same fork control arm same track bar but everything else is different and the geometry is completely different and when it's in a non or when it's in a lifted phase which is kind of what you would consider droop in stock terms they everything really changes so trying to get that thing to work really well off-road is going to be it's a little bit of a challenge so it's going to take some time but um but yeah we're working on it so awesome all right one more question just because i have to ask you obviously you guys did the brute first and uh you had the the tj two-door and then you had the jk four-door brutes i'm just curious i'm not going to ask you who did it better but i'm sort of curious now that you've seen how jeep has approached the gladiator do you have any thoughts on what they did versus what you guys did do you think they they learned something from you are you impressed with it well i mean we sold them one a few years ago for development (laughs) Um, i heard that might have been when the last brutes actually went over there uh no it actually turned into a show car somewhere but um, okay um you know, I, I mean, look, it's it's basically very similar to what we built and on an OE level. So at the end of the day, the consumer is the one that benefits. I mean, no longer is it a handmade $100,000 vehicle. It's, you know, it's a mass-produced vehicle that, you know, they could definitely do things that we couldn't do just sure. because of the volume. Um, so I really, I like it. Um, I haven't driven mine a whole lot. Um, so, you know, I've been driving the Brutes for a long time, so I know how they drive. I, I hear they drive very similar. I've driven mine literally like 10 miles so <laughs> yeah time to get some uh, gladiator miles yeah i don't have many gladiator miles yet but it's coming um but i'm excited for that whole chassis too because that'll open up a lot of stuff that we've always wanted to do and and haven't because of the volume right there's forty thousand new vehicles out there right that's, that's more opportunity for you guys to sell product for and i think you probably already have a build recipe in your mind because you've already had experience with that vehicle yeah and, and honestly from a financial standpoint we never, Brute was always a halo vehicle. It was never something intended to make us money. It was something that the Jeep enthusiasts could really enjoy. Yeah. It, no longer did you have to choose between your gear and your family. Right. <laughs> and it, it was something we did as a halo vehicle to bring attention to the company and show our capabilities. Honestly, financially, we'll probably make more money selling Gladiator parts. Uh, because I think a lot of people out there will look to us as, okay, these guys have been doing this for, yeah. you know, since 2002. Uh, they obviously have a lot of experience. I'll buy parts from them. So I, I, I feel pretty confident that we'll do very well with the Gladiator. Well, I, I heard that uh, most of the ones are accounted for for the first year of the production run, and uh, they're not going to slow down. I think there's a lot of cool things coming for, uh, for, for Jeep in general and then this market. And I'm, I know you guys have really kind of made some inroads out of Colorado. Are there any other platforms out there that are worth you pursuing, or are these sort of the ones that you're going to stick with because you, you've had good success with them? Yeah, I mean, in, you know, currently I think these are probably the ones we'll stick with. 
Um, you know, there's a new Ranger coming out, and obviously everybody asks us to do Toyota parts. And I hesitate to get in Toyota yeah. just it's very competitive. You have a couple of things like wheels and stuff, right? We're dipping our toe in with the wheels yeah. and just see if it, see how it does. Um, if it does well, you know, we might gradually add more components. But honestly, that you know, and I, people think I'm a Jeep guy, but I'm a huge Toyota fan. Yeah. But I'm not really a fan of the newest stuff. I'm just not. Um, We've talked about it on the show where it, Toyota makes a great vehicle, but lately they make really good appliances. And for the enthusiasts, it's not always the best the best choice. And yeah. Colorado right now, frankly, the, the ZR2 better than the TRD Pro. And until Toyota does a redesign and comes up with their next version, that's just how it is right now. Yeah, I mean, right now this little Bison is it's so far ahead yeah. uh, just in terms of seat comfort and seating position and capability. For, for us, it's chassis strength, too. Chassis strength. And all that lockers front and rear the shocks turn off the electronic nannies the motor the nannies honestly the styling i like that this car has some legs because it's not overstyled sure i think a lot of the newer toyota stuff's kind of overstyled yeah Um, so it's hard to have that classic look where the vehicle still looks fresh in five or six years with your parts on it and and whatnot right which which the bison has and i you know and i've i got to give gm credit on that one they you know especially gm of all people i didn't think they would be the ones to go conservative you've been the jeep the jeep guy and doing jeep and ram stuff for so long it's funny that your next jump is to another manufacturer was a partnership with general motors absolutely because general motors would be the last person that you would think you know five years ago that would have a viable off-road platform and uh and they do and it's extra viable and you know honestly on the uh you know on our desert trip a lot of the guys were like oh i'll drive that i'll drive that (laughs) awesome they they all liked it what i like in vehicles is the same as what you guys like in vehicles and and i just to see you grow and and have so many different vehicles i mean here in your your booth you've got everything you've got jls you've got rams you've got bisons i mean you've got your overland uh the camper jk which is super awesome so good to see your success and uh i'm sure we'll be talking soon Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Oh, it looks like you got uh, our friends from Weston up next. Yeah, they got some big news, too, they, uh, they recently announced. What? All right, I am over in the uh, Weston and uh, also Super Winch booth here at Overland Expo 2019. And standing with me is Cam, and you're... Wait, I did, did I know that they were... Turn the fan off for everyone's going to hear that. It's not that. Can you hear that? Uh, let me try it again. Hold on, let's see. Let's see. It's so hot in here. Right. Uh, let me turn off the mic a little bit. It's not horrible. It is a little warm in here. Uh, it's pretty warm. <laughs> All right, here, here. How about if I put it on low? There. Now I can still hear it. No, you can't. We're just going to have to swelter for a little bit. All right, swelter away. Yeah, swelter. <laughs> you need to turn it off. It's, it's blowing a... your napkin around. No, no, no it's off. It's off. <laughs> I can hear it. The microphone, it. listen. How can you hear that? Come on now. What do you oh mean, how can I hear God. it? I know I'm the guy going deaf, but I can hear that. Oh, my God. All right, let All me right, move well. my mic back here. We'll continue. I was just saying that I didn't know that they own Super Winch. Well, we can just keep, right, listening. keep going. Yeah. You were on our Overland Adventure with us with the four wheeler crew. Yes, it was. So, uh, pretty fun time. We did uh, 250 plus miles all off road. What was, uh, what was your thoughts on the event? Oh, it was a great event. Great group of people. All the guys from the magazine are awesome, including Sean. Yes! <laughs> so, yeah, it was just an awesome time, you know, off roading, getting to meet up with a bunch of people, and just a good time. So you guys uh, are, are known for truck accessories. Obviously, you have a, a pretty broad lineup of, of products that you do here. But probably the biggest news to come out of Weston is you guys just bought Super Winch. We did. It's just been finalized at this point about a month ago. So now we have acquired Super Winch, and we'll start uh, building the product line back up and getting things going. Cool. So what are your plans, and, and what are some of the things that made Super Winch attractive to Weston? Um, really, the thing was the name. It's got a great name in the industry. It's have for a very long time. Um, 
got great group of products that are coming out so or that they've come out with i should say and uh we just want to kind of keep the tradition rolling and uh build the name back up it'd be great to see uh, a brand like super Winch have the backing of a big company like weston who is going to put all the uh the the capital and investment back into it to get to where it should be again right and that's i think the biggest thing with weston now owning it is that we are a big company but we're also not a big company we had put a very personal touch on a lot of our stuff uh like to sponsor a lot of things, Overland Adventure yep. being one of them, and uh, we'd like to just start doing more of that with the company. I guess what's great about Weston is you guys are still a, a privately owned business, right? And there's a lot of big companies and VCs out there buying up a lot of brands, but but you guys are still an independent brand, and it's pretty rare to see a, a, a group like you guys in automotive aftermarket that aren't owned by VC money. It's it's it is pretty rare nowadays, especially, and uh, yeah, we are still privately owned, and we plan to keep it that way for as long as we can. <laughs> So what are some of the uh, the products that you used on your vehicle uh, out here at, uh, at Overland Adventure and Overland Expo? Uh, Overland Adventure, we took out our JL. So on that, we had our Weston Triple Tube Rock Sliders, which we did use a few times, hitting a couple rocks. And um, then we have also our Tiger Shark 9500, which is our super winch, um, winch on the front of the Jeep as well. Luckily, we didn't have to use it, but we were prepared if we did have to. So, <laughs> so what's next for Weston in the truck accessories market? Um, truck accessories market, really, we're just trying to kind of freshen up our look. Um, our Pro Mod bumper being really one of them. It's a great looking bumper. It's got great approach angle on it. Um, a lot of people are going to be using it in you know, the off-road industry, overlanding and all that kind of stuff. And it's... Uh, that's kind of, you know, just build up our newer products and uh, keep moving forward. Very cool. And if people want to find Weston, uh, where do they go online and on social? That would be www.westonautomotive.com. And then it's just at Weston Automotive um, on every social media platform. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us on the Overland Adventure. We had a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Sean. You too. All right, brother. I wonder when people will stop saying uh, W's. Because it, uh, you don't have to put in the W's. Just type it. You know what I mean? That's old school. That just means that uh, you were around back in the day. Pre-internet. That's why I have a uh, at Mac personal email. <laughs> and when I go to the Apple store, I get yeah. mad props and mad respect. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Do you really? Yeah, I go in and, and Apple's, you know, they see your your history of ownership, which for me is probably a million dollars worth of Apple products over the past right. 25 years. And uh, they always go, oh man, at Mac, you're old school. You know what? I know who else is Mac is uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Does he have yeah, an at Mac still, also? He's still rocking a Mac I address. I love it. Yep. I love it. All right, so here I am in the uh, off-road power products booth with Kyle, who was out on an adventure with us, uh, the 2019 Overland Adventure at the Four Wheeler Crew. Dude, that was like the best epic trip to Overland Expo ever. Oh, man, it was the best way to get here for sure. Tons of great people, awesome, awesome trails, and uh, yeah, super epic. What did you end up bringing on the trip? Why don't you tell our listeners? Uh, I brought my 2018 Colorado ZR2 that's got the 2.8 uh, Duramax in it and uh, loaded down with a whole bunch of Overland stuff. And that thing did awesome. It did, yeah. I'm really happy with the platform. We just got 35s on it recently, um, re-geared it, and yeah, I, so far I haven't really struggled with it at all. <laughs> so uh, you might be one of the first people that I've uh, heard re-geared a ZR2. So what gears did you end up going with with the 35s? So I did 456 gears um, from Nitro, and then the 35s is it was kind of tricky. Um, there's not a lot of stuff out there to clear for 35. Right. I saw AAV just did their new high clearance uh, fender flares, yes. but those just came out. <laughs> and you need a basically what it's like a two inch lift in the front to be able to clear them. Yeah, uh, even more than that. I was yeah. running an inch and a quarter with 33s, and I was rubbing okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we ended up sending it to a local body shop who did a phenomenal job. So I ended up cutting my fenders to fit okay. the 35s, and he articulated it all out to make sure it's cleared. So uh, now everybody knows this is why they don't come with 33s from the factory, let alone 35. Everybody says, oh, the 02s are badass, but the tire 
tires are too small. Yeah, exactly. It's a super awesome platform, but um, it, Len, like you said, AV just came out with their high clearance fender flares, which are killer. Um, but yeah, I've had it for a while. I couldn't wait, so I needed, yeah, right. to, needed to do some cutting. Uh, yeah, that thing was awesome. It's look, it looks perfect on 35s. It looks like that's just how that, that truck should be. It does. It's really proportional. Um, I, I think it looks really good with the 35s on there. So you guys have a pretty big booth here at Overland Expo, and man, you guys have a ton of people here. What are you? Uh, what are the wares that you are uh, you're hawking? Yeah, we do. We've got a, a pretty big booth out here. We're the official retailer. We're super stoked to be here. It's our first year here, um, and we're really. That's hard to believe because you guys are into everything. You're into the obviously you got the diesel side of the business. You guys are huge in off-roading, ultimate adventure, all the stuff that you've done with us in the past. It seems like this would have been on your radar or something you've been doing for years and years now. Yeah, it has been in the past. We've come. We've definitely come to Overland Expo, but it's been. More more of a thing to kind of meet new manufacturers and, sure. and build our product lines um, and this year we're we're really trying to get the brand out so um, with off-road power products we have a whole bunch of different categories obviously vehicle categories we now branched out into ATV and UTV and then also lifestyle so geared more towards that overlanding crowd with camping equipment and stuff like that. What's next for you guys in terms of uh, just the truck market and, and products and, and are your sites overlanding kind of your next big thing or are there other things you're working on? Um, all of the above. Um, obviously, we're huge fans of Ultimate Adventures, so that's kind of an ongoing project. we got a really cool build in the works right now um, that's got a Hellcat motor going in it. Um, well, that doesn't suck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll have plenty of power over there. So uh, if people want to check out Off-Road Power Products, where do they go to online and uh, social? So online, it's www.offroadpowerproducts.com. Um, social, we are Off-Road Power Products on Facebook and at Off-Road Power Products on Instagram. All right, man. Thanks a lot. It's good uh, hanging out with you on the trail. Yeah, thanks for having us. I had a blast. More WWWs. I'm saying, guys, um, so two things about the internet. You don't need to say the Ws, <laughs> and it's not a backslash. It's never a backslash. Only when you're talking about directories on your hard drive, yep. then it's a backslash. It's always just slash or a forward slash. Thank you, Professor Lightning. I'm just telling you, it's never a backslash if you're talking about the internet. Why? I'm doing, this is a public service announcement. No, a public service announcement is go get vaccinated. That's a public service announcement. A public announcement. service announcement. Here's the thing. By not saying backslash, they're avoiding me punching them in the face. You can't possibly punch everyone in the face. <laughs> I'd like to think I could. It's it. not a freaking backslash. This isn't, this isn't the if internet show. If you type show. a backslash this into your URL bar, episode. it will correct you and make it a forward slash. We'll see if it corrects you, then it's not improper, But is don't it? say it. I have to listen to Yahoo radio DJs on uh -huh. NPR. Even saying, uh -huh. And it's blah, 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 black slash. I'm like, it's you should know better. It's a front slash. It's just a forward slash or it's just slash. Slash. It's like- Wasn't he in a band? Oh, I got another one. It's like all the he guys that do- a top hat. And he's got- the long dreads, the long curly. Not that slash. Oh. No, not Guns and Roses slash. Oh. All right, and then seriously, stop it with PST. When you go seven p.m. PST, um, I have to because we have interviews for the show that are seven p.m. PST, and we actually have to do it because a lot of our guests are on the East Coast. Nope. It's not standard time. We're in daylight saving time. You cannot write Pacific Standard Time because we're not in standard time. It's summer. It's PDT. Pacific uh -huh. Daylight Time or PT. It's not Pacific Standard Time. If you think lightning is completely off the rails, please uh, Dude, email us at truckshowpodcast.com. I will watch at TV and CBS is like, EST. I'm like, we're not in standard time, do shazzles. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, found myself over in the uh, DZ booth with uh, Josh Nickel and. Uh, Dude, you guys are sort of known for having all sorts of truck accessories, and you got a pretty, uh, pretty built-out JK, or actually JL, sitting here. Indeed, uh, you know we've been doing the truck accessories for over 40 years now, but 
um, at SEMA last year, we uh, launched our line of Jeep accessories. And obviously we're starting with the newer stuff, the JL, and going back to the JK as well. But um, we spent about a year developing the Jeep products. I was kind of against it from the beginning just because the market's so saturated, sure. right? I mean, they've been building that JK forever. Long time. Anybody that wanted in the business has been in the business. And they're there now waiting for you. Correct. Um, so we spent about a year developing it, trying to make our stuff unique and have multiple functions. So everything that we do from the A-pillar to the trays to the hoop steps, they all have multiple functions, the roof rack, that stuff. So we really wanted to design and develop a product that did multiple things and, and showed value. Uh, the jobbers and the people could actually make money on it versus something from China that is going to rust before you get out of the box. Um, all of it's made in the United States right there in Des Moines, Iowa. So, yeah. Right on. And uh, talk about your truck line. I think I don't think people realize you actually make probably a ton of our listeners have your product on their truck and don't even know it, right? For sure. So, you know, we're very fortunate to have the aftermarket DZ brand for over 40 years, but we, we're the largest OEM truck accessory supplier, too. So if you drive a Chevy, a Ford, a Dodge, a Nissan, a Land Rover, uh, you know, pretty much every OEM in the world, Volkswagen, we, you've got something of ours, even a Subaru, right? You know, uh, we got a, a pretty high percentage content on every one of their vehicles of something. Like what, Holman? Uh, what, what, what stuff do they have on OE? Steps. If you have uh, steps on your truck mm-hmm. that are not the uh, deployable like tu- tubular bars, those oh, types no, of steps? No, just anything from a manufacturer, just like the, the normal side steps that would come on a truck. Mm-hmm. Not the not the uh, AMP research ones mm-hmm. that AMP does for uh, the OEs, mm-hmm. but any of the blow molded plastic ones or the extruded ones that have the caps. Uh, DZ makes most of those. I did not know. Most people don't, and they're made in the um, USA. So yeah, one way or another, if you drive a car, there's a pretty good chance you got something that's de- this manufactured in Des Moines, Iowa, DZ manufacturing. You have your manufacturing facility. How big is it? Uh, we're just over a million square feet. Um, oh a million square feet. <laughs> a million square feet. <laughs> big. Yeah, so it's pretty Dang. impressive. You know, we we still do uh, import some of the commodity stuff that you just can't get around, um, but we don't focus on that stuff. We don't advertise it. Um, we we really focus on the stuff that's it's different. It's made in the states. It's quality. You can count on it. Uh, you can use it. So uh, if people want to go find DZ online to see what you guys make uh, or on social where do they go? Uh, it's DZ.com and if you search uh, on social for D-E-E-Z-E M-F-G or truck accessories one of the two will pop up on Instagram or social media of some kind. Alright man. Appreciate it. Good to see you out here at Overland Expo. Thanks buddy. A million square feet. That is a lot of square feet. Someone's making some cashish. Uh, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you'll find this interesting. It's interesting to me. Okay, but you, you might not. I'm cruising along the freeway, any freeway, and I'm with my kids, and I go, look at that building. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's, that building's 30,000 square feet. Yeah. Right, you know, warehouse. I go, yeah, sure. there's someone at that building that makes a piece of profit off of everything that goes in the incoming door and out uh-huh. of the outgoing door, yeah. right? Sure. So you look at always. Oh God, really? You don't like oh, this conversation? Sorry. Well, I was just. I, well, like, I was when you're when you're I looking was channeling at your boys. Who's driving the Escalades? Who's driving the Ferraris? Every single building and behind every rich man is a warehouse. Is that where we're I going? Don't, with not all of them. They're doctors and lawyers and stuff like that, and okay. TV stars. But I think that there are most rich people uh-huh. are the heads of these nameless, faceless businesses that uh, look, they make all kind of crap we don't even know about that are on our cars right now. Not crap. Awesome product. I don't mean, you know what I mean. Junk. (laughs) 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 All right. So uh, I'm over here in the VTX off-road wheels booth. And who am I with? Richard, how you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? You guys were part of the four-wheeler Overland Adventure. And uh, you guys have a pretty great booth set up here. And just wanted to find out more about your wheels for our truck listeners. Nice. So 
Uh, we got some off-road wheels for Toyotas, Jeeps, Fords, and Chevys, and uh, we mainly range from 16, 17s, and 18-inch wheels. What uh, are they? Cast aluminum? Do you make forge? What's the uh, what's the the uh, the manufacturing? I wish we could do forge for uh, for these trucks, but. Yeah. We, we tend to abuse them a little bit, so <laughs> I think ideally what we're trying to do is uh, a low-pressure cast uh, okay. aluminum. The load rating on them starts at about 2,200 pounds, okay. depending on the styles. They go up to about 3,600 pounds. So very strong wheels. Absolutely. Uh, when did, was the company founded? Because you guys are relatively new to the space. VTX Off-Road was started about 2016. Um, prior to that, in about 2009, we started doing tuner wheels. Um, found a segment in the off-road style, so we just went for it. And how's business been for you guys? Have you uh, been getting your name out there? Every day. Yeah. It's been fun. Uh, it's been definitely a fun process and journey, and it's been fun. <laughs> well, you know, it's always fun when you're launching a new business and a new brand into a, a space. Funny that he just has to take a gulp. <laughs> he gets yeah. one of these, and he thinks, man, starting up a new wheel yeah. company and what a saturated oh, market. Man. Yeah, we talk about that. It's crazy. Uh, it's already really competitive, right? How many styles of wheels do you guys currently offer for uh, trucks? So right now we got about six styles that we currently have in stock. Um, across those six colors, we have about two to three finishes on each okay. style. Um, we got one new style launched uh, for Overland Expo uh, for this year in 2019. We got two more coming out at the end of the year. Awesome. And then if people want to go check out VTX, obviously online and social, where would they go? So you could first start online at our website, vtxwheels.com. Uh, our Instagram page is vtxwheels. And guess what? Our Facebook page is vtxwheels. It's been awesome walking around. I've actually seen your wheels on quite a few trucks out here at Overland Expo. So it seems like you started to make some inroads into it. And uh, congratulations on growing the brand. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. Now, what it says on my screen, I'm... I don't buy. I don't believe that you finally caught up with someone from Rivian after literally chasing them down for months and months. Uh, I walked and I saw a crowd assembled, a pretty big crowd assembled, and I saw a funny looking truck with a funny looking tent on top of it. And I went, "Hmm, I must go investigate for my friend Lightning." <laughs> Why? Thank and, you. And uh, I walked over, and there was a bunch of people with. Uh, Rivian clothes on, and behind them was a Rivian RT1 truck, uh, lightly outfitted for overlanding. And I think this might have been the first time ever a electric vehicle manufacturer has displayed at Overland Expo. Hmm. And I had to know more. All right, I finally have uh, made it over to the Rivian booth. I know we've told all the listeners that we've been trying to uh, track these guys down and get them on. So I'm with Brian Gase, who uh, is with Rivian, and we're standing in front of the truck. And uh, you guys, this is the best version of the truck I've seen so far. You have it outfitted for overland. You've got a tent on it. You've got a rack system with shovel and looks like mat tracks on it and, and all that stuff. So uh, kind of cool to see you here with the overlanding crowd. Oh, we appreciate it. It's a, it's a great event for us. Uh, the positivity has been just phenomenal. Um, the brand awareness uh, compared to what we kind of expected coming in, it's been it's been great. And uh, couldn't imagine it going better in a better place. And you guys have been making big news. Obviously, the trucks at the uh, at the auto shows have, have had a lot of response. We couldn't even talk to you there because the the booth was so crowded. Even here at Overland Expo, there's a, a, a ton of interest. Um, the 400 mile range, all that stuff. You've had recent investments for, from it, I believe Amazon and Ford. Uh, so there's so much stuff going on. It, it's great to finally catch up with you guys. 
maybe tell us a little bit about the you know the brand awareness play here at Overland Expo and how you think that helps with the launch and and getting Rivian out there. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great question. Um, the reason we're here is that we are an electric adventure company. For everybody, everybody listening, everybody following along, um, yeah, we're putting on an exciting product. It has a three seconds zero to sixty. We can tow eleven thousand pounds. We can go through three feet of water. We've got really fundamental, great statistics of the vehicle. But what we're all about as a company is actually making the world a better place, getting people out there and seeing the world, going on an electric adventure, taking their electric truck, being able to go to a campsite, cook in our example kitchen we have over here on the other side, do stuff, have fun, see this beautiful world we have, and do it in a zero emission way that's great for the planet. Um, we are really passionate about being outdoors and having adventures, and we're creating a product that helps you to do those things. If your activity is mountain biking, I wanna make that easier because it's the stuff you love to do. At the same time, we've got a product that's extremely refined for your day-to-day -day commutes. Um, it feels like the most comfortable room in the house when you're sitting in the car, but it can also go after it on the track or off-road. And you guys are based in Michigan, right? Yeah, so I'm out of our Michigan office, uh, Plymouth, Michigan. Uh, Company-wise, we're about 750 people. We have the Michigan office. Uh, we have two offices in California. And uh, by square footage, our biggest office is our assembly plant in Normal, Illinois, where uh, both our R1T that we're showing here at the show, as well as our R1S, the seven-passenger SUV, will be built in late 2020. So are you taking deposits now or how can people, is it just basically informational? Do you have a, are you, are you recording hand raisers at the moment so you can kind of scale and figure out what your production needs to be and, and obviously setting up dealers. I mean, there's a lot that goes into building a, a new car company. Yeah, absolutely there is. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that uh, I joined Rivian back in 2010 and so when people say, well, you know, what's taking you so long? What have you been doing? Um, it takes a lot to build a car company. It takes a lot to get your product right. Uh, what we're showing here today, we're really excited about. To your question, yeah, we're taking pre-orders. It's a $1,000 fully refundable deposit. You can go to Rivian, R-I-V-I-A-N.com, um, and you can pick between the truck or the SUV. And that's all we ask for right now. We'll let you pick colors and trim options later this year. So I know there, especially in the truck market, which is very heavily American, you know, made in the USA, American influence, there's a ton of companies overseas trying to come in and break into the market. But it's really important to kind of, you know, tell the, the, the truck enthusiasts, this is an American company. And maybe let's talk about the background and how Rivian came to be and maybe the history behind the name. Fantastic. So a uh, company was founded in, uh, in Florida, uh, right on the uh, Indian River. So the name was effectively a created word taking Indian and river flipping them around you get river Indian and then we combine them to get Rivian uh, we wanted something that had you know a nice nice sound to it but also had no meaning so um, we're you know really happy about the name really ties to the, the it's heritage. unique too right because nobody's gonna say Rivian and get confused with something else correct yeah, absolutely sometime um, we should do a portion of the podcast and talk about all the interesting names that have been made up by like Lexus and things like that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. You know, because you can't... Names that aren't real words for 100, Alex. Well, yeah, trademarking yeah, well, it's impossible. a name yeah. these days is really, really challenging. Well, you talked sure. about it with your uh, clothing business uh, last uh, episode when Alan was on with us talking about... Um, yeah, Ovix. Ovix, right? <laughs> all the uh, other brands that we went through chemical. It's funny, uh, yeah. Rivian was actually named Avera before. Avera blows, which is a weird name. I think yeah. Rivian is Avera Rivian. is uh, my wife's skincare. It you might be. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you like, put you put the skin under your eyes to uh, so that they're not as puffy and dark. I yes. need some of that, <laughs> or I need some sleep. Like, keep going. For anyone that's uh, reading up on our history, we we had a different name before, which uh, we had to change for that exact reason. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, so from a company perspective, founded in 09, we're a founder-led company. Our CEO, RJ Scringe, uh, got his PhD at MIT and um, looking at vehicles, believed there was a better way to do it. And uh, we're here as a testament to something that is unique. You know, as you said, pickup trucks, very American focused. Um, we're looking at something that is different than what the big companies offer. Sure. Um, you know, between your Rams and your Silverados and, uh, you know, everything that's out there, fantastic products. Um, we just want to give something with lockable storage, great performance, and most important, the, the electrification side that gets you um, on-road and off-road, a duality of vehicle that you, you can't find anywhere else. So I, I guess the biggest uh, challenge for you, especially in an adventure vehicles, range. And so you guys have talked about a number of technologies and things that you're doing in order to get up to that 400 level. Do you think that that is going to be the ultimate level of range? Do you think that you'll be able to scale beyond that at some point as battery technology improves and then what do you do for the 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 customer that you know has more than a 400 mile trip maybe it's 200 miles from home to the adventure and 200 miles home or out there and back right and then you don't have enough to go on your adventure so you know, I think range anxiety it comes into play for the truck owner just because their needs are so different and then the you know efficiency off-road is different than what you'd expect on the highway. So there's those types of... Uh, Some tough questions that we're dying to know the answers to. Hey, man, I'm there for a reason. You, I'm here for the listener. All right, go, go, go. I guess psychological and philosophical things to think about of how somebody's going to use the end product. Some of, some of the great things for us in, in the electric vehicle side is it's the reason we're at Overland, the reason we're talking to an off-road community, the people who want to go 200 miles off-grid come 200 miles back and to make sure they don't have that range anxiety we're looking at um, ways we can deploy different alternative energies you know if you could set up at camp for a week with a solar array and plug it on a 110 outlet fine you'll trickle charge you'll run your auxiliaries for that week and be fine the biggest thing for us is uh, running everything off of the CCS standard charge port so in the front corner of the vehicle you can plug in on a DC fast charge you can get 200 miles of range in about 30 minutes and what we're really excited about is that grid getting built out if we were having this conversation, which probably wouldn't be on a microphone, but if it was 110 years ago and you're saying, well, I'm not getting rid of my horse because there's no gas <laughs> sure. station, right. that system built itself out. Right. And the entrepreneurs that set those up, um, and we're really, really uh, big into putting stations that we will develop into areas where your base camp is. We've heard like national parks and places like that, right? Fantastic, exactly. Places where it doesn't make sense for other electric vehicles to go, but if you're gonna go at a place like Joshua Tree where you're yeah. gonna go off-road, let's get you to base camp, let's get you fully charged, go and have your three, four, five day adventure. Yeah. And the other great thing about it is from an off-road side, we've got with an electric vehicle on-demand torque. So I don't need to rev the engine to right. go uphill. And when I go downhill, I don't need to engine brake. I can use my regenerative braking right. on my system and actually get pretty good fuel economy from a you know competitive sure. term off-road. Obviously, one of the things that you guys are building on the chassis, it's, it's the skateboard, if you will, right? So that you can put different bodies on top and really kind of have a modular you know, build and change the wheelbase and all those things. How will that system lend itself to the aftermarket? So obviously we're here at Overland Expo and a lot of people are going to ask you questions about, hey, uh, winches and, and hitches and racks and all these things, uh, rock rails, rock sliders. Are you guys going to be able to build provisions into the chassis so that you'll be able to support that for those guys who really do want to take it on that deeper adventure? Absolutely. Um, it, it's key to us to hold that authenticity in everything we do. Um, we don't want to put a product out where we say you can do things that you actually can't. So we do have a, a towing capacity 
you have 11,000 pounds, you can connect off of the back end for whatever you need there. We've got recovery points on the front, which we can uh, use to put in a front bar winch system. Um, we are actually looking to develop a lot of that, um, partnering with a lot of the great brands that are here. Um, and the other thing that we have is our uh, roof rack and bed rack system, both on the truck as well as the SUV, where we put these uh, ports that we call them, and you can attach our crossbar into those ports. And once those crossbars are in, any of your off-the-shelf bike racks or other things can integrate seamlessly. So now tying into that aftermarket side is fantastic. The uh, more interesting side of your question is, um, as I said, I've been with Rivian for a while. My current role is responsibility for delivering all of our accessories. Okay. So making sure that we can get a rock rail on the side of this yep. that doesn't impact your step in, um, but allows you to get your, as you called out on the roof here, we've got yep. our uh, high lift jack, putting that in and, you know, maybe when you first buy this, it's not the first thing you're going to do, but we want to make sure that we're authentic to everybody in the brand. I mean, this is a, a community here that wants to put that money into their product to do the thing they love the most. Sure. And we want to be here to support that in every way we can. And I'm guessing being electric, you'll have ports all over. You charge your e-bike in the back on your way to your adventure if you want, or charge it on the way home, or yeah, run. I mean, in this one, you guys have this cool lockable storage that's that's behind the, uh, the rear seats that is a pass-through, and then on one side of your, this particular one, I don't think I'm comfortable, Holman, hearing you talk about lockable storage that's not decked. Shh. Maybe they won't hear that part. Okay, I'll keep going. Okay. This particular one, you have a sort of a, a kitchen, what an Overland kitchen idea would be. Everything slides in and out, which is really cool. Um, what are some of the other things that you foresee people doing with this product? Obviously, we're at an age and a time right now where... In 10 years, you'll see things you never even dreamed of, but I'm sure as you guys as product planners and are planning the brand are thinking, it'd be really cool to see people do these and yeah. this and that. So one of the one of the coolest sides for us is uh, software-based, and it's a lot harder to talk about because we know how quickly software develops. So having over the upgrades where we can go with the cloud system that we've actually built, pump that data back and forth with the vehicle is uh, a fantastic opportunity for us to do stuff where, let's say that we find out from what our, our customers, our owners are doing, that they want to drive it a certain way. Well, let's put that into the code and into the vehicle and introduce more of those options. You know, we've got the kitchen on here, we've got the tent on the back of the vehicle. All those things are fantastic for your family, your friends, getting out and doing things. Um, what does the future have? You know, I think there's gonna be a lot more solar, I think a lot more clean grid. Um, are they going to slow us down when we try to speed on the 10 freeway across the country? Is who going to do that? They. See, I knew you were going to say that. Who's they? It's they. <laughs> right, them? Those <laughs> yeah. the, I think uh, you read Big some Brother. Ni- been reading 1984 lately? <laughs> What's going on here? You know, we've, we've talked about how can you have a solar array so you can charge while you're driving. Um, you know, great. Let's, let's look at how we can integrate that. And maybe there's things that we can do where we don't have it at day one, but we have the hardware there. The same way we have a level two autonomous system that launches with actual level three hardware. What that means for everybody that's not aware of the uh, autonomous levels. Level two, you can let go of the wheel and the car has to, will signify you and you have to grab hold immediately. Level three, you have some time period, you know, 20, 30, 40 seconds, where you hit. And level one would be like adaptive cruise control or something like that. Exactly, yep, exactly. Um, And level four is, you know, no steering wheel. Uh, We have the hardware on our vehicle, and then as we get more data. Be updatable and make sure that the vehicle's responding to the environment the way that you want it to. Exactly, exactly. We want to make sure that everything we put out, uh, we we very much, you know, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. So we want to make sure everything is completely robust before it gets out to customers. Well, I think the last thing I'll bring up is just how you guys have spec'd this out with ground clearance, your your climbing, your air suspension, your approach and departure angles. 
really making this vehicle something that people can use off-road. It's, it's not vaporware, it's not a pipe dream, the vehicle's sitting here in front of us. You guys are a real company. Yeah. Um, again, where do people go if they want to find out more about Rivian, both the website and on social? Absolutely. Um, the best place to go is Rivian.com. We've got a YouTube channel, but in general, start at Rivian, go down to the links for media. We've got a bunch of great videos of both of these, the, the truck and the SUV out driving. Uh, we're out in Colorado with them. Um, we're out in New York. You'll see a, a good-looking guy with a nice red beard. Uh, his name's Brian. He's in some. It is a really fantastic beard, I must tell you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. But it's 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 been a lot of fun, and the stuff that we're we're getting to do, and uh, really the, the the testament to what we're doing when people come by here. Um, you know, I had a pre-order family that came in. They flew here just from Mississippi because they wanted to see it. In oh person. wow, That's very cool. And. For people to believe what we're saying and to be so behind us and everything we're doing without even seeing it firsthand is, is fantastic for me. And it's it's such a testament to, you know, what RJ's vision has been and what the team we put together has, has done. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, if you look on LinkedIn at who's at Rivian, it's the who's who of the automotive uh, industry. And it's interesting to see what people have ended up there and, and people that we know from, from our travels and whatnot. But more importantly, just being, you know, you wouldn't expect an electric vehicle to be at Overland Expo necessarily. And the amount of interest and people that are in the booth is, is really incredible. So it's a testament to what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome that you you are building a truck that you are encouraging people to take adventures in. And it's not going to be some sort of you know soft or fragile deal. It's, it's, it's a adventure vehicle that's robust, rugged, that you can rely on. Uh, you guys are building the infrastructure, all that stuff. It's, it's an exciting time. And I'm really uh, excited that we had a chance to come get you guys on the podcast and, and talk uh, about brands. What I was going to say with that is uh, it's, it's um, everything from the durability to the capability side. We want you to take this out. We want you to do things with it. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't be happier to be here. So it's, uh, it's been great for us. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank Alrighty. you very much. You didn't ask him about batteries and what happens to all the batteries when they die. What, what giant warehouse do they store them in because they can't do anything with those? Because we want them to come back on. We ease into those conversations. See, this is why I can't send you anywhere because you hit people over the head with mallets and then they never want to come back and talk to us. At least this way we're like, all right, let's, we'll set the stage. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm interested. It's probably not my thing. I see some benefits, but... But come come talk to us more. And as we get to be more friendly and more comfortable with each other, we reveal a little bit more and a little bit more. You just go in and go, let's do it. <laughs> and that might just be a little bit too too fast for some people. I'm very interested in the Rivian. Okay. Because I know some people who I trust and have gone to work for Rivian. Oh. Moved across uh-huh. the country to go work for Rivian. Uh-huh. And I am skeptical of battery-powered anything. I hear you. But it's the future. Ain't no stopping it. Just, it's, it's coming. Right. And if you stand in its way, it's like uh, it's like a Sherman tank. It's just coming. So let's just make sure it's done right. Right. All right. So as you know, uh, our presenting sponsor, Nissan, just re-upped for another 50 episodes of the Truck Show podcast. So I wanted to make a point to head on over to the Nissan booth here at Overland Expo and see what they're up to because they just had some amazing uh, news. And I'm here with my buddy, David Page. He's been on the show a few times, builds a, a lot of Nissan's uh, concept vehicles. You might remind, you might remember uh, such vehicles as the Armada Snow Patrol, the Mountain Patrol, the uh, Titan, the Smokin' Titan, the American Red Cross Titan, the, uh, geez. Project built, Base Camp. Project Base Camp. Man, you guys have built so much. You've been busy. We've been real busy, Sean, and it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And people are starting to come around to the fact that Nissan's a heck of an off-road vehicle. 
Well, you've done a couple things here. You have the number three in the trilogy yeah. of the uh, of the um, charities that Nissan's been working with. The American Ultimate Red Cro- Titan Series. Yep. So American Red Cross, the Habitat for Humanity, and the National Parks Foundation. Yes, sir. And so behind us is a, uh, a basically a truck for the National Parks Foundation yep. for the is it the Grand Canyon Conservancy. Grand, the, the National Parks Foundation worked together with uh, the Grand Canyon and the Parks Foundation or the Parks Service, and then they donated it to the Grand Canyon Conservancy which is the service core within the park. Awesome. So this thing is really cool. It's a Titan uh, XD gas crew cab. Pro 4X is what it started as. And then you've got an awesome utility bed, but also a rooftop tent and all the overlandy accoutrement, as we like to say on the uh, Truck Show podcast. So walk us through this build a little bit. It's pretty pretty awesome. Well, we started, like like you said, with the the, the Pro 4X, and we, we went with a CM custom service body box. But to do that, we had to stretch the frame. So we added two and a half feet to the frame. Uh, you really like stretching Titan frames, don't you? I, I really like eight-foot boxes. <laughs> <laughs> we needed, you know, we can get that with a single cab. Yeah, absolutely. 60, but um, they, they needed to be able to haul crew around. So the crew cab made sense. So we went ahead and stretched the frame two feet, two and a half feet, and added the CM box. Uh, from there, we went ahead and added the Leitner, uh, Leitner Designs rack on top of that. We went with a CVT, a new CVT hard shell. Which, which is, is awesome. I, I awesome. love the hard shell stuff I'm a, because I'm a big fan. the bag doesn't rot out in the UV and exactly. they're easier to fold, all exactly. that stuff. So it's pretty cool to see CVT right. jumping in that market. Normally, you know, you see the James Broods and yep. the really high-end yep. stuff and, and for CVT to jump in is pretty cool. It's it's great and I'm really happy. Bobby was a lot of fun to work with and, and uh, they've got a great product. But the heart of the entire truck is the military impact generator air compressor and welder and we set this truck up to, to help uh, in the park restore and, and and take care of the fencing projects and you know you need to weld you need an air compressor for tools but you also need to be able to run power tools so we went with the Miller impact and it's all hardwired into the boxes so you open the box up and all your leads are right there it's really cool um, from there up, you know, towards the front, you, we put the Warren 12,000, the Xeon 12S, and then uh, went with the Addicted Desert Designs Honey Badger, which is, <laughs> you know, Honey Badger don't care. Yeah, right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Gives that approach angle and uh-huh, she don't care. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, all the all the partners on the build were, were great. Uh, Black Series trailers, I mean, we wanted to be able to have a little bit of a mobile command center. So, yeah, so you have this really awesome, it's sort of like an A-frame uh, tent on top of this big trailer that's, uh, wrapped to match the the Titan. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, we wanted to, it, that's another thing. So the, the mountains that are on the wrap are indicative of the San Francisco peaks for the area, and then the topo lines are of the Grand Canyon themselves. Oh, very cool. So we carried that over to the Black Series trailer, uh, wanted them to be able to sleep people if they're out for a few days. Sure. Titan holds five in the truck. We had to have at least five beds. So yep. we've got five beds, pull-out kitchen. Uh, you can set up with power, obviously, from the truck run your laptops and whatnot, answer your emails if you need to. So it's been a fun, fun project. And, it, it, you know, the nice thing about it, the, the really cool thing about it is it, it's it's going to go to work. Right. Yeah. I'm really digging the uh, Rhino Rack uh, over yeah. the cab yep. uh, roof rack system. And then it looks like you've got... Uh, Baja Designs. Okay. You know, the, and it, you know, they're just a heck of a light. Yeah, it's a great light. You, you've got everything you need when you turn those on and we did it all the way around the truck so we got you know the squadron series up top we got the big uh, light bar up front lp6s and then uh, some scene flood lighting all the way around so you can light up the night if you need to so as cool as the uh 
the Nissan Titan is. It's yep. very cool. There's actually something parked next to it <laughs> that has a cool story behind it, and, and it's cool in its own way. And I, I, I don't. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. So you've got. Uh, if you look at hashtag Destination Frontier That's on right. Instagram, you'll find it. But Destination Frontier, why don't you walk us through that? Because it's it's pretty novel for what's out here. You know. <sighs> We're standing at Overland Expo, and you can walk around here, and there's trucks that go up to a million dollars. Well, the, the a whole idea behind Destination Frontier is you don't have to spend that much money. So all in, we're right around $40,000 with everything you see on the truck. That's with the truck. So it's a... Say what? <laughs> right? So uh, $40,000 get you overlanding. $40,000, including the truck. That's really less than you would expect. The uh, Chevy ZR2 mm-hmm. that I've been driving? 47. 51 or 52. Right. Hmm. High five, Nissan. Yeah, right. <laughs> so all in, we're right around $40,000 with everything you see on the truck. That's with the truck. So it's obtainable for a regular layman, blue-collared man to go out, or woman, to go out and buy this truck and put the right kit on to be fully outfitted to go overland. So you started with a black midnight edition, four-wheel yep. drive, yep. Uh, and it looks like you have uh, forty grand. Is what you said? Forty grand. Hmm. Crew cab. Hmm. Four-wheel drive. Hmm. Lifted. Hmm. Rooftop tent. Hmm. Racks, tracks. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on it. Yeah, went with the thirty-three Nitto Trail Grappler. Uh, we went with the uh, sorry, the Niztec lift, which was great. Rides amazing, and. Uh, from there, we did go right or the Rhino rack up top, the Pioneer tray, and then Leitner builds uh, a cargo system for the Frontiers. Well, so, perfect. You know, so you got, got our, your uh, your jerry cans and yep, you've got you know yep, storage boxes, little and water. storage boxes, and then uh, went with the CVT Shasta up top, and then uh, to round it out, you know, you got to be able to have some cold beverages yep. or some food. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a Dometic in the back that's hardwired into the truck. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool to see. I guess what kind of shocks me a little bit is. I haven't any, seen anybody really try and build a budget, no. you know, um, Overlander out of a brand new truck. I've seen them on older vehicles and things like that, of course, yeah. and people who are out there doing it are like, hey, I don't need all that. I'm going to build it. We had on uh, Overland Adventure a uh, like 70C10 yeah. long bed, yeah. four-wheel drive, solid axles, and he built it for overlanding. That's yeah, right? so cool. But I haven't seen anything you can go out, build yourself with a warranty, including the truck. 40, I mean, that's a lot of value right it's there. It's a huge value, and it's brand new. It's got a warranty. People can go out and use it. It doesn't void anything. It's amazing, and people really dig the truck. I mean, it works. It's great horsepower. The suspension package is amazing. I'm assuming that's the four liter. It is the four liter V6. You know, nothing special on the interior. We didn't do anything crazy, but you know, it's it's built around a Function, family yeah, and functionality, functionality yeah. and a family that yeah. that you know you may be young and, or you know it's your third or fourth car and you don't want to spend a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You just don't have to. Yeah. That's the best value you could get right now. Well, uh, congratulations on building both of these trucks. They're they're very cool in their own right, and obviously on opposite ends of the spectrum too. You have a, a work truck outfitted for people to go out in the wilderness and, and do work, and then you've got a family adventure vehicle right here that's affordable. And it's great to see you know the, the thought process that went into both of them. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun project this year, and we just wanted to make sure that people knew that we're, we are a player in the overland market. You know, we've got great vehicles for for overlanding. Do you get a break now, or are you building something else you can't talk about? Sean, you know we're always doing something. 
That's true. Since you have a new truck that comes out about every uh, every you know six weeks or so, it seems like. Well, we'll we'll be talking, I'm sure, down the road here. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, well, good to catch up. Always uh, good to hang out with you, Sean. Yeah. And awesome. Uh, hashtag Destination Frontier, and then uh, Ultimate Parks Titan. Ultimate Parks Titan, and then yeah. uh, you guys also have a Nissan Trucks Instagram and Facebook. And what yes. are those? And Nissan USA Trucks on Instagram and Nissan Trucks on Facebook. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate right. it. Holman, so what you're saying is 40 G. 40,000. That is really a good deal. Get out there with your people. Enjoy some overlanding. Get yeah. away from the city. Yeah. Go uh, go breathe in some dust. <laughs> some dirt in your fingernails. Yeah. And be a man. All right, so right across from the Destination Frontier and the Ultimate Parks Titan is this bad-ass black NV 3500 12-passenger van. And as you guys know, I'm a fan of the NVs. I think they're great. And, uh, you know, Lightning and I were driving down the freeway the other day and we saw a four-wheel drive one. And it got me thinking about, oh, you could easily swap in without doing a solid axle swap, although there are people who do those, a IFS four-wheel drive Titan. And it turns out that the guy who did this one has been talking to us on Instagram, Marvin Built. And he does all these crazy Nissan builds and we've been trying to get him on the show and here he is standing next to me. How's it going, Holman? Doing all right. So talk about this thing. All right, so we have this uh, crazy van. It's a 12 passenger, 3500, and it's got a six inch lift kit. It's got side steps, roof rack, ladder, tent. I mean, it's got four by four. It's converted four by four with all Nissan parts. It's electronic. It works same way as a Titan. Everything is heavy duty on this van. So are you using basically Titan XD parts and then putting them on the van to get the four wheel drive? Yes, I am. I'm using uh, the front differential, transfer case, axles, everything that the Titan XD uses basically. I'm doing like a, it's, so it's an electronic system, so it works same way as the Titan, for high, for low, on the fly. It's really simple to use, it's really easy. We sell these things like we sell them a lot all over the country. So They're you're, all over the you're country. telling me right now you do not want Nissan to come out with their own 4x4 van? Uh, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> so where's this, where, are you using a, the Nissan switch on the dash in order to activate the four-wheel drive? Or how did, what's the process like? Where's the button and all that? So it is the Nissan Titan switch and it's right by the ignition switch, just like a Titan basically. It's electronic, it beeps, and also the four-wheel drive light turns on on the cluster as well. Oh, okay. So do you use a Titan cluster with it when you do it, or is that already in there? No, so it's cut out for it, but I do have to add some uh, extra LEDs for okay. that. Yeah. For the 4x4 light. So if you're a guy who went out and he bought a Nissan Envy van and he wants to have basically the most OE level of conversion that you can get in a four-wheel drive van, what would that set him back? So right now we're selling the conversion kit for 13.5. Um, everything is That's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty reasonable. I mean, there's a lot of people that we can actually sell them brand new with the 4x4 kit. Everything's brand new on them. Everything's from Nissan. Everything that, even if we do a used one, we still use everything brand new out of the boxes. So if, uh, if I wanted to bring our truck trend NV2500 van to you, could we do like a tech story on converting it to four wheel drive? Oh yeah. Yes, you can. We, we should do, we should do a lift kit. We, we might talk offers. about that. We should do all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay, so we've got a 2500 high roof that we take all over for our of the year, and it's two-wheel drive, but it's got a leveling kit on it just because it follows the, the four-wheel yeah. guys and the truck train guys when we're out in the out in the world. 
So we might have to figure out how to get four-wheel drive on that thing. Oh, we for sure. We, we need to figure out how to do a six-inch lift kit on it. Yeah, dude, that's so, no more drive-throughs for us. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That would be badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Six-inch, yeah. Uh, Four-by-four and like like a three-inch lift kit or a leveling kit. All right, you and I are going to have to talk because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. So basically, are you able to warranty these or do you sell them through dealerships that, that carry on the Nissan warranties and sell factory parts or how does that work for the so end user? We usually warranty everything. Um, we also have a parts warranty on it since we buy everything from Nissan. Um, usually it doesn't void any of the warranty. So if you go to your local, local dealer, it doesn't void anything. It's still OEM. We just add the extra two parts, major parts yeah. on there. And it doesn't, it doesn't mess with the other harnesses, with the other mechanical. It does not interfere with anything. Awesome. Well, this thing is way cool. What are some, uh, obviously, I've seen a bunch of your other, other projects online, and that's at Marvin Built yeah. uh, for Instagram. Yeah. And then where, uh, what are some of the other things you're working on? Um, right now, I'm actually building a Armada for our local weather for Fox 13. Oh, cool. Okay, so like a weather chaser type yeah, thing for the news guys. It's called the, it's called the Weather Beast. <laughs> awesome. Right on. And that thing's going to be pretty mean. It's going to have a lift kit, wheels, tires, bumpers, roof racks. It's going to have a lot of a lot of the goods on there. Um, just follow my Instagram and you'll probably see everything on there. Cool. Are you also doing the Titan conversions on Frontiers as well? I know that's kind of a big thing as well in the Nissan community. Um, I haven't done any yet, but I am going to get into all of that. I'm going to start doing some more Frontier stuff. Uh, I've been so busy with the 4x4 and the Titans sure? that yeah. I haven't really messed with any Frontiers, but I actually am looking for to do some frontiers actually cool and then what is uh what's the website our 4x4 conversion we usually sell it at the dealer is tim okay. daly nissan south town okay you can just hop on there and get our number give and us a call what state are they in we're in utah salt lake city utah and, and that's the big titan dealer he's the number one titan yeah. dealer in the country right so we're the number one nissan titan dealer in the country and we're also number one mv right now as well all right on man well congratulations on the success i'm glad that we finally got to meet because we've been talking about, like dude you got to come on the show but yeah. we'll do something more in depth later but I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to uh, you know see your handiwork in person this thing is, is way cool so we'll take a picture post it up on our social at truck show podcast and we'll catch up with you soon oh yeah thank you so home that's uh, cool that you finally caught up with him and i also think it's kind of interesting that he operates kind of out of out of a dealership right so this utah yeah, so i believe he works for the dealer and ah. then he has his own uh instagram at Marvin Built and basically posts the stuff that he does. So I think he must be the guy who's doing all the conversions and stuff like that. But he works, his day job is for the dealer. It sounds like he converts them and then they sell them new or- so That know, explains how he's getting the deal on all the parts sure, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's smart. That's cool. What's the, what's the name of the dealer, by the way? It's a Tim Dolly Nissan. And Tim I, Dolly? It's spelled Dolly. Yep, so it's D-A-H-L-E. And I, it's, he owns a couple of different Nissan stores. So I guess it's in the Bountiful location, which is- uh, off of uh, North 400 East in Salt Lake City. Hmm. So I'm guessing you don't have to go to Utah to get it. They'd probably ship one to you, right? I would imagine you can work out whatever deal you <laughs> right, want. To right, okay. All right. So uh, Overland Expo wouldn't be uh, Overland Expo if we didn't have some awesome winch company to talk to you. So here I'm with our buddy Andy Lilenthal here at the Warren booth. And uh, you've got some cool stuff here. I, obviously, you've got the Xeon stuff, so we should talk about that. But also these semi-hidden kits for pickup trucks. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Sure, we can start with the semi-hidden kit. So we we started semi-hidden kit about a year ago with Forerunner in Tacoma, and now we've got uh, applications coming out for Colorado, uh, for Tundra. Uh, we'll probably be having 
a, uh, a Ranger application out here shortly, but we just released our new Gen 2 and 2.5 two Tacoma, and then our Tundra as well. So for those of you who haven't seen, what's really bitching about these are you don't have to cut up the fascia. It basically looks like a skid plate that has a, uh, a hoop on the front that contains the winch. So what's, bi what's really bitching is you still have that stock fascia. You still have that stock look for those who like it and just a little hint at, at the winch or the recovery points underneath. That's correct, yeah. And uh, they're all pull tested. We engineer them all in-house. They're all also 100% American made. Raw steel comes in, powder coated bumper comes out. So um, yeah, they're a great, win a great bumper. They mount any of our uh, winches up to 12, any of our mid-frame winches up to 12,000 pounds. And uh, yeah, they've been real popular. We're, we're building them as fast as we can. So, so it's, that's- It's a great look. I mean, it, yeah. it reminds me of like when you know, the, the Warren Hidden winches came out back in the 90s or even the, the sort of the transformer, which was super modular that would allow you to have that winch mount and you could add the hoop if you want, you add the wing if you want. These are just this really cool skid plate with the hoop and they just look super clean, especially on a stock truck. You can have a stock truck, have the winch and it doesn't take away from the aesthetics. Right, it maintains the factory, factory lines of the vehicle and yet at the same time, we've put a lot of R&D, tons of engineering and design into it to make sure that it's up to the pull power of the winch. It's designed to work with the winch. All right, so let's talk about some of the Xeons. I know you have a Xeon Platinum now, mm -hmm. and maybe we can talk about the, the Xeon versus the Xeon Platinum. And mm -hmm. the, the line, obviously Xeon was, was probably, what, you're 10 years old now in, in that line, something like that? Yeah, the Xeon line came out in 2012, uh, and it's uh, an IP68 waterproof winch. It'll work three meters underwater for 30 minutes. Uh, granted, if you have that, you've probably got bigger problems <laughs> yeah, right. whether your winch or, or not is going to work. So, um, But we offer our Xeon in 8, 10, and 12,000 pound capacities, and we also offer our Xeon Platinum. Xeon Platinum is going to be 10 or 12,000 pound capacities. Now, the big difference between the two is the Xeon Platinum is going to be the state of the art. It's going to have full wireless control, including the clutch. So there's no reason to go all the way back to turn that clutch and engage the drum. Uh, it's a really popular um, product with the King of the Hammers racers. In fact, we watched a uh, King of the Hammers racer pass another King of the Hammers racer winching up back door because <laughs> he didn't have to run right. back and, and uh, switch that uh, clutch handle. So again, both of them are going to be uh, waterproof. That Platinum is also going to allow you to plug two 12-volt winch accessories directly into the back. So if you've got a light bar and two fog lights, uh, well, we're here at Overland Expo, so maybe like a margarita maker and a cappuccino <laughs> yeah. maker. You gotta make that Mongolian beef, right? You, you yeah, make, on your you skillet. Make, you have to do what you gotta do. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's got some high-tech features on it. Even even the remote will display the battery life on your truck, the motor temperature of the, of the vehicle. So so that's uh, always a, a popular thing. We've got some new rigging here this Dude, year. I love your new, I guess, quote-unquote hook. It replaces the hook, it's but it's not... Right. I mean, that thing is super cool. Why don't you talk about that for a sec? Yeah, so we have a product called Sidewinder, and Sidewinder is going to be a hook replacement. And uh, what it does is it eliminates the need for a second shackle. You are able to, it's basically a hook with a shackle on the end of it. And so if you were, for instance, doubling your line, doing a double line pull, you would go directly back to that recovery point on your bumper. No need for a shackle, anything like that. So those are going to be Forge 6061 T6 uh, billet aluminum. Super duper strong. Uh, they're available in black. Beefy, great futuristic look too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, black, 
gunmetal or polished look. So we've got a little bit of, of that. Is that hard anodized on those? Yes, okay. exactly. And so uh, we also then have our Epic uh, Hyperlink, which is going to be a dual pin shackle. Uh, the top, sh top pin hangs from your bumper. The bottom pin you can take a hook directly to. If you've got a thimble, you can go directly with your thimble to that uh, bottom shackle. Uh, if you've got straps, you can nest this uh, in there too. Uh, yeah, they're, they've been real popular. We're real excited about that. Uh, the, the other thing that we're debuting brand new here at this show, never been seen before, is our new Spidora Nightline rope. Oh, what cool. that is is a multi-color rope. It's going to be black, red, and here's the Nightline part. It's going to have a reflective tracer strand oh, wow. through okay. the rope. So if you're doing night recoveries, you'll be able to see that visibility uh, a lot more. And then we're also doing soft shackles now. So we're having our standard Spidura soft shackle yep. and then that Nightline soft shackle. So okay. it's going to have that same color, that same reflective tracer, but in a soft shackle. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it looks like you guys are busy, so I'll get out of your hair, but good to see you over at Overland Expo, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds great. Thanks for stopping. Holman, tell me, I was trying to picture that... Uh, the bumper in my head. Yeah, so that's a Warren semi-hidden winch. So if you go to warren.com, you can see it. It's on a lot of Toyota products right now, but they're expanding. But what's cool is, especially the Toyotas where they don't have that bumper um, relief set in there, like a Ranger has a steel bumper. Raptor has a steel what, bumper. What, what, what do you mean by the relief? It's just a cutout where there's a natural place between the fascia and the bumper. Oh, On okay, a Toyota, yeah, yeah. it's all fascia. There gotcha. is no bumper, right? Uh -huh. So anybody who has a big bumper kit, you have to cut all that off. So what Warren is, they made these really cool semi-hidden kits where you do minimal amount of trimming, and it basically looks like a really big, cool skid plate that holds mm -hmm. a winch. And so your body lines remain intact. You basically have a skid plate. Um, some of them have an optional, I guess, hoop you know, to give you that off-road look, and the bumper is hidden back there, and it's just really clean. I love it. You say minimal cutting. Can I, if I pull it off, can I still sell the uh, truck, or do I need to go do a body shop afterwards? Yeah, I don't, I think you, and I haven't installed one, right. but there is going to be some cutting involved. Okay. But it's not like cutting the entire bumper off like you would on, uh, you know, any of the big steel bumpers. Got it. I found myself in the uh, booth of a company that's synonymous with overlanding, and I'm with Doug Pettis, president of ARB USA, and, uh, we're here and you guys have all sorts of just awesome gear. It's like a kid in a candy shop when I come to the ARB booth. Oh, thanks. First of all, welcome, Sean, to Overland Expo 2019. Hope you're having a good time. But Awesome. Yeah, we're showing a lot of new uh, product here. We've got our new Classic Series 2 line of fridges. Uh, in addition to being kind of a new color and looking a little bit different, the great thing about these is they've got two-way communication. So you can now not only monitor, but control the temperature setting, monitor voltage on the fridge. So a lot more functionality and control over your fridge freezer. So great new product. And you can do that either through your link system or through an app on your iPhone, right? That's correct. Either through the ARB link system or through an application on your iPhone or Android phone. Yep. Very cool. And then you also brought some new stuff out for JL? Yeah, so we've got a whole new line of product for the Jeep JL Wrangler. As everybody knows, that's the exciting new Jeep platform. So, yeah, You can't walk five feet without bumping into one right now. Yeah, they're all over the place, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, of course, bumpers, front and rear, our suspension systems too, the OME Nitrocharger Classic and the BP-51 internal bypass shock system. We have a roof rack for it. We've got onboard air systems. We've developed lockers for all JL applications. Damn, I did not know how much ARB made. Oh, it's unbelievable. Holy their product mackerel, because I mean, you just, you always hear about the lockers, but. Oh yeah, no, they make, they literally make everything that you could ever want for your truck. <laughs> Fridges. Oh, I love my ARB fridge. That's one of those products I will wait, not Wait, 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 where's your ARB fridge? In what, in what, what, what vehicle? 
Uh, it's always in the back of my Jeep if I'm on the trail. Otherwise, it's sitting on the shelf in my garage. Got it. Okay. Well, that's why. I it's like a it. plug-in cooler. But the best thing is you haven't lived until you've had ice cream after a long day on the trail. It keeps it that cold? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the best things is having ice cream on the trail. When yeah. are we going? Uh, I want to go off-road with you just so I can have ice cream. We could in do the that. middle of nowhere. We should do that, and then we could do a uh, a uh, Instagram or Facebook, take, uh, Instagram story of we'll us eating ice cream. We gotta we gotta take the kids though. It on that is one. getting close to summertime, where it will be awfully hot. And we yes. will want ice cream, including a Rubicon replacement locker. That's oh, one wow. of the more popular ones. Very cool. Okay, and then uh, what's the what's the next step that you guys? Obviously, Gladiators coming out. Colorado is a big deal, and the pickup truck side of things. I'm guessing you're actively looking at you know going that direction as well. Yeah, so right now we're actively developing product for the Ford Ranger and also for the Jeep Gladiator. Have you guys had a lot of interest in Ford Ranger? Because it seems like they, they've been selling pretty good. I've started to see them around, and I'm actually seeing quite a bit at the show considering they haven't been out that long. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Ford's putting a lot behind the Ranger, and so people are starting to pick those up and ask questions like, when are you going to have product for them? And the good news is we've done a lot of parts for the Global Ranger out of okay. Australia, so we got a little bit of a head start on that, and we're well underway in developing product for that platform. Cool. Cool. And uh, is that uh, SEMA launch? Is that when we'll start seeing stuff like that? We're hoping to have some stuff, maybe even pre-SEMA, awesome. but we'll have a full complement of stuff at SEMA, and we'll probably have an outfitted uh, Ranger in the booth at SEMA. And obviously, besides fridges and, and bumpers, you guys make a ton of other things, rooftop tents and the jack and gear and suspension and the lights, and, and really, ARB can be a, a one-stop shop. Where do people go if they want to check out the ARB product? So you can go to our website, ARBUSA.com. There you'll be able to find your local dealer and all the information on our entire line of product. And then uh, where are you guys on social? And so on social, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. And ARBUSA? ARBUSA.com. All right, appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to go check out some more uh, JLs, Colorados, Rangers, uh, JTs, and everything else that's out here. Thanks a lot, Sean. Have fun. All right, talk to you soon. How many gladiators were there out there? Well, they just came out a couple weeks ago from the dealer, so I would say there might have been seven or eight. Okay. Something like that. I mean, a fair amount considering how recently people got them. Although although two of them were in the Jeep booth. Oh, okay. But uh, I'd say there was probably four or five non-Jeep owned ones. Lifted? Uh, Yeah, there were a couple lifted. 40s? Bigger? Uh, No, the biggest one I've seen so far... Uh, there is one on 40s that uh, the Jeep Design Office did, and then uh, Mel Wade at Offered Evolution mm. has his on 40s. But Mel wasn't there. Um, I don't think there's anything that was that big at the show. Because Overlanding is not about big tires. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah. How big do you think we'll see at SEMA? I mean, are we going to see a 20-inch lift? Are we going to, what, like, giant? I mean, it'll be stupid, but well, somebody will, be somebody will yeah, do I mean, it. Some, yeah. some, some full throttle lift or something? Yeah, you know, you, Toyo just announced that they're doing 40s on 26s now. Did you see the press release? No. Yeah. When did that come out? Today? Uh, today or yesterday. How yeah. did I miss that? Stan yeah. and Julie. I didn't get it from either. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do it on our next What's New in Trucks. But uh, yeah. So uh, there'll be a Gladiator on a Toyo 40s on 26s. Got it. Okay. All right. So I'm cruising around Overland Expo here and I come across this uh, really cool booth called uh, Goose Gear. And they've got these really neat uh, campers. They're uh, 5010 campers from Germany, I guess. And they're now a dealer for them here in the States. So who am I with? Yeah, Brian Fulton with Goose Gear. Cool, man. So uh, right here we have, looks like a uh, Super Duty, uh, Super Cab. You've got the uh, full camper on the back with a pop-up tent. Really cool looking. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're very excited to have it here. 
So walk us through a little bit about the product, and and uh, I, I noticed on one of your signs over here, you had some graphic representations of it on a Tacoma, as well as on a uh, Gladiator, and maybe just walk us through them a little bit. Absolutely, so basically the 5010 camera system comes in two sizes. It's a 100% aluminum construction, and it comes in two sizes, and then we have different fit kits for the different vehicles, like the Tacoma, the Gladiator, like you mentioned, the Colorado and the Ranger. And then of course we have the large version, which is designed for like the Dodge trucks, the Ford Super Duties, and the uh, Chevy full-size trucks. Very cool. So uh, for those of you who are trying to imagine what it is, it's almost like a flat utility bed that you would put on a truck. And then there's sort of a middle section of this uh, aluminum, I guess, housing that with a pop-up tent from, that pops up from the top and you can do storage and it looks like it has different tie-downs and all that kind of stuff in it? Absolutely, yeah. So it has uh, L-Track built into the system all the way around, and so you can mount and secure all your gear. Uh, we obviously will be doing some kind of a cabinetry interior system, sure. that's our specialty. And uh, once we get that done, we're really excited to see what happens with it, because it basically gives you all the amenities of home in a, in a really small, compact, but very strong and versatile uh, system. And I'm guessing it, being made of aluminum is pretty lightweight as well, compared to some other camper options out there? It is. It's very lightweight. Um, you know, the whole thing on my truck came in about is a, a net gain of 860 pounds for the oh, which, which isn't that big of a deal not for this truck not at all i didn't even notice it um so when we get the interior system water systems and all in there it'll actually be perfectly weighted and then you said your traditional business a goose gear is cabinetry and stuff i see a sprinter van some other things here yeah absolutely so most of our stuff we do is uh interiors for jeeps forerunners uh tacomas for other other camper systems as well alu cab and the sure. at summit and all that kind of stuff uh forerunners land cruisers and then of course we have our s series which is a new product we're coming out specifically for like the sprinter market the van builders and box builders. So can you as a consumer buy those and spec it out for yourself or would you go through a dealer to pick those up? Actually go through a dealer. So we sell through a dealer network all across the country and uh, we have a lot of uh, an incredible amount of options for every vehicle. So if people want to find out more about Goose Gear, what's the uh, website? Goose Gear is www.goose-gear.com. And then you find out all about these cool 5010 uh, campers which caught my eye when I walked by. They almost look sort of futuristic. It's very cool. Yeah, thank you very much. It's excellent. How's the uh, off-road uh, expo been for you guys? It's outstanding. Yeah, great, great show this year. I, I agree. I'm going to go uh, catch up with some other things and see what else I can find. Thank you for your time. Great. Thank you. WWW. And find I did, by the way. Mm-hmm. This next product is 100% for you. With love. I am looking at the title to this piece, and uh-huh. I'm just going to hit play. Yeah. Okay, so as I'm roaming around Overland Expo, I've come across... The most important product here by far. I've seen uh, trucks and Jeeps, I've seen lift kits, tires, tents, kitchens, everything you could think of, but I stopped at the Pula Hoop. Yeah, I appreciate you stopping by, and uh, it's a fun little product that we developed and keeps your hands free, your paper (laughs) clean, and uh, it won't roll away from you in that moment of need. So uh, it is a, uh, let's see, how do we describe this? A toilet paper roll that you can hang around your neck while you do the number two. Absolutely. While you do your do. Yeah. I would give it a uh, five-star rating uh, for the number two. (laughs) Have you had a lot of interest? It's been well-received, and uh, (laughs) our display model has been heavily photographed. (laughs) Yes, your display model is a mannequin that is uh, pooping and uh, has a a pull hoop around his neck. So what do these magical things sell for? Uh, here at the show, they're $10 empty or loaded on our website. Well, they're... is that with two-ply or single-ply, you cheap bastard? <laughs> two-ply. What kind of animal do you think I am? <laughs> um, so then on our site, they're also on sale for 10 but then you got shipping. So All right. 
So uh, PulaHoop.com, and then you also do other things. And you you've been shipping. on the show before with your garage mm -hmm. lights. Yes. So if you guys remember the awesome uh, the P. garage door lights that light up your garage when the garage door is up. It's our friend uh, Graham here as well. So uh, And then you do high tents. Yeah, correct. So we've got a few companies that we own. This guy's just doing anything that he can sell. Yeah, he but just, everything he makes is good. He's not discriminating at all. <laughs> yeah, correct. So we've got a few companies that we own and run and uh, all taken care of by just family. So it's it's been good. So As seen on TV. That's this guy. I don't think the Pula Hoop would be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Poopery was. Oh, that's true. And Which, the Squatty Potty. Yeah. All right. Which part of the business are you giving your kids? It's going to be the toilet paper roll, isn't it? <laughs> I guess that would be the proverbial short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, well, good to see you and good to catch up. And, uh, you know, I, I may come back for one of these because, uh, well, you know, lots of days of camping, and I can definitely see the need. Oh, I appreciate you stopping by. All right, uh, PulaHoop.com, and what are the, what's the uh, websites for the other businesses? Uh, GarageDoorLighting.com and HighTents.com. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thank you. But you get it. It's a, it's a thing that goes up. It holds the toilet paper like a toilet paper rolled necklace. Yeah. And then you're like squatting. And you're like, I'm toilet. Have you ever been camping and yes. then it rolls away in the breeze? And yes. you're like, uh-oh. The worst thing ever. Though this saves you. I was at the Grand Canyon one time and, uh, oh, my God. Dude. It was, it was horrible. Dude. What do you do? I was just grasping for any leaves or anything I could find. It's called poo the hoop Poo with poop in it. <laughs> You're so entertained. Yeah, I am. I thought I was the child of the show. No. You're the one that draws wieners everywhere. That is true. Hey, um, this next one, mm -hmm. it's your favorite company. My it's, favorite company? Yeah, it's the one that has, it's named after an animal that is on a continent. I mean, what? Yeah. I, yeah. Jaguar? Nope, nope. Puma. Puma would be such a good name for their competitor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is Rhino. All right, so uh, I'm here in the Rhino Rack booth, and uh, we've talked to the, uh, Wait, the gents on. from Rhino Rack before. Hold on. You just went right through that. Remember when you thought rhinoceroses were in Australia? <laughs> we had them on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, now I understand your reference. No, I <laughs> It's not rhinoceroses. We're in Australia. <laughs> so stupid. That's a fake laugh. Still funny. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm here in the <laughs> Rhino Rack booth, and uh, we've talked to the uh, the gents from Rhino Rack before, an awesome Australian company. But this time, I've got Rich Cropley with me, and he is uh, the guy who founded this this monster of a company now from nothing in Australia. So kind of wanted to talk about what it was like to grow this business. Well, thanks, Sean. Um yeah, well, look, we started back in 92, and humble beginnings. I mean, that was the year of the, you know, the crash. And I, yeah. and I said to myself, well, it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can remember, I can remember we had the reps running out, and it would have to take five visits to a, uh, an off-road dealer or a cap-topper dealer to try and sell a track mount system. And I'd end up ordering two little units or something. I mean, we were going to go broke. So we, eventually, I said, guys, get in touch with the online side of people. And uh, that worked. It kept us alive. And that was super early in online commerce. I mean, the, the mid-90s was very early when, when companies were just figuring out what that, what that could be business-wise. That's exactly right. It was quite incredible. So we got some real exposure from, from that online side. And then the bricks and mortars, um, they really saw what we were up to. And we really started designing for the off-road market here and for designing for U.S. vehicles. 
What was the first vehicle that you guys did a rack for that was your first success? Uh, JK Jeep. There you go. Simple, right, simple yeah. as that. And by the way, we, we always... That, that was, sorry, that was at the end of the cycle, really, of, of, for the JK. Right, and we talked about how JK really saved the automotive industry during the, the downturn back in 08, is everybody was making products, and if it weren't for the JK, half this industry probably wouldn't even be here today. Well, that's correct. You know, the JK, we came out with that backbone, and people just loved it. Unfortunately, that was really at the end of the life cycle yeah. of that vehicle. So that led us to the JL today, and we've brought three into the country now. One of the engineers who fitted on one of the vehicles here said, that is the best engineered product I have ever fitted in my life. Yeah. So that was uh, really pleasing to hear that. And uh, we've got another 100 units coming, air freight, and then there's another 2,500 units coming straight in. Wow. So you, we've had uh, Rhino Rack on before, and we've talked about the growth of, of the brand and, and really concentrating on the U.S. market. Quite a testament to you guys is if, if you're walking around SEMA or you know, Overland Expo where we're at now is the fact that if you see a vehicle that's been built up and that company either has made racks in the past or isn't ready with their rack, almost 100% of the time their fallback is your rack. And there's Rhino racks all over this place. And, and it's amazing how many companies who do their own stuff will still have a Rhino rack on there. I just say you can't help bad luck, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be able to help them out. And they appreciate the quality of the product and uh, you know, with all the, all the toys which go with it. So it's worked well. So what's the, uh, what, what are the next products here for the US market that you guys are working on? I see that you guys have, the awnings have started to be a big deal, the Batwing awning, your, your racks. What are some of the other things and maybe applications that you're focused on? Top secret. Ooh, <laughs> embargo, as we like to say, embargo, embargo. Embargo. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, look, it's funny, you know, I listened to everyone, even yesterday, one of the guys on our stand, he said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had a, a fire extinguisher holder? which we could attach to the Pioneer. It's a great idea. It needs to be a quick release. I saw there is an existing product which goes inside vehicles, but I thought we need to do the same sort of thing for our product. So, yeah. you know, we keep listening, looking and learning, and uh, there's a lot of new toys to come out. I'll do a lot more in the shade industry. I think that's really important for this environment over here. And uh, yeah, the Pioneers, will have, there'll be actually be a new system come out towards the end of the year. Um, That'll be really good for everyone because a few more grooves and slots around on the on the product, allowing further fitments. Well, uh, congratulations on all the success. It's been fun to uh, help you guys and watch you guys grow in the U.S. And we love the product, and uh, just just uh, we're excited to see what you come up with next. Yeah. Well, thank you for all your media support. Really appreciate it. All right, you owe me a beer now. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get yourself an Australian beer and a and beer. Not, I got. And not a Foster's though. Nope, nope. That's not real Australian beer. Right. And uh, so. They had, uh, I guess they call him the Bobby Flay of Australia, mm -hmm. and uh, is a, a chef out there. And uh, they had him, I, we've actually met before, Mikey, and he was cooking New Zealand, smoking New Zealand lamb. Okay. And so after we did this interview, they're like, hey, Sean, you want to hang out with us for a while? We've got uh, some, I believe they had uh, Angus beef, uh, New Zealand lamb, mm -hmm. and a bunch of beer. Mm. And I'm like, well, you basically just uh, checked off everything I like. What so kind of beer? Uh, Do you I remember? It, yeah, it was from a, uh, actually it was a uh, microbrew from a local Flagstaff brewery. Oh, wow. So it was actually okay. really good. All right, so I was continuing my travels here at the uh, Overland Expo, and I came across, uh, you have definitely seen these things online. It's the Ukrainian Sherp, is what we're, they're called here in the, the U.S., I guess. And these are the, uh, 
looks like it has a zero wheelbase, massive <laughs> tires, they go over the water, it's these really cool, I mean, how, I, I'm just blown away seeing these things in person. Uh, you could probably do this better. What's your name? Lauren Edwards. We're with Lone Star Sherp in and you, Texas. And you guys are the distributor in the U.S. for the Sherp? We're a dealer okay. or an authorized dealer for them. They're actually the the uh, distributors in Winnipeg, Canada oh, wow. for okay. North America. So they do the Canadian and U.S. market. Okay, so what tire size are these things? They are a 60 by 25. <laughs> oh, my So Lord. 60 inches tall, Dude, 25 inches that's wide. That's bad. Pretty much. I've seen this one before. You've seen these. They're the things that look like a matchbox truck or a Tonka truck. Yeah. Where they're Russian, or they're actually Ukrainian, but you've seen the Russian videos on YouTube where they're mm -hmm. like chewing through mud and floating on top of swamp water and That's stuff. That's this? That's this thing. This dude sells them. <sighs> and pretty much can literally go over anything. Anything. They're, uh, the, the tires are really the secret to what makes a Sherp work. Sure. They're, they're at ultra low pressure, so you run a quarter to a pound of air. What? Wow. So, and you can air up and inflate and deflate from the driver's seat. So if you're in really soft, uh, you know, a marsh to or a pound. snow or sand, you can deflate down to a quarter of a pound. You can Is this an alternative to like an airboat or something like that? Can you take it over that kind of marshy terrain? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, it, it lives in that terrain, um, you know, the Canadian muskeg, yeah. uh, you know, Louisiana swamps, Florida Everglades. Uh, we got lots of units running in those areas. So what is the chassis on these? So you know, the, the drive system, the engine, because I think people have seen them and they're, they're sort of cartoony looking. And, they are right? kind of cartoony. They kind of look like a little Tonka truck. Yeah, and right. And on video, they're like... I just want to take it with my hand and pick it up and play with it in the sandbox, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they kind of look a little cartoonish in a video because uh, because of the... The proportions are The, the so proportions crazy, yeah. are kind of crazy. But when you open them up, they're really large just because the, the tires are so big, it sure. kind of makes it look goofy. But uh, uh, the tires are ultra-low pressure, quarter pound to one pound of air, depending on your surface. Uh, they're two-ply. They're very flexible, but they're very, very tough. They're very, very puncture-resistant because uh, they just kind of wrap around and form over rocks and logs. Sure. And so the grip is like crazy. And then what uh, kind of engine is in there? It's a Kubota turbo okay. diesel, so it's a 1.5 turbo diesel, 44 horse, and it runs a five-speed manual transmission, and then it goes through a steering system to... Uh, Did he just say 44 horsepower? Uh-huh. On 60-inch tires? Geared super low. So it does like 25 miles an hour tops I or something? I wonder if it even does that. Yeah, I, I should have asked him. I didn't. What? What? 44? What? 44 horsepower? Just go look at the videos on their website. They're uh, everywhere. To, uh, it's got two steering clutches that break the left and right side. Okay, so almost like a tractor or something, or like uh, a bulldozer? Kind of like, uh, like, like a dozer, dozer or a tank would kind of be okay. the, the closest similarity. It's not hydrostatic like a yeah, skid steer sure. where you can go forward and back. Right. You either forward or back. Yeah, but it's eight-foot turning radius. How much do they weigh? Uh, 2,880 pounds is the advertised so weight. You could tow them with a your standard SUV, no problem. Yeah, single-axle trailer, standard yeah. SUV. And four-wheel drive, of course. All the time, four-wheel drive. Yeah. Very cool. And if I wanted to buy this uh, this awesome uh, orange and black one here that says Sherp, what would that set me back? A uh, standard unit delivered to your door is $110,000. Um, a roll cage is optional. That's a $6,000 option. And then there's a winch option and a few other small options. Okay. We do have a cargo trailer also that'll carry 2,000 pounds of payload. It's got two of the tires. They're inflatable, and it's amphibious as well. So no longer are the Ukrainians having all the fun right now. You can get that here in the U.S. Hey, the good old boys finally get to have some crazy fun with some crazy machines. Oh, it's so awesome to see these things. All right, so Lone Star Sherp. 
And uh, where do we find you online and, uh, and on social media? Uh, you can go to info at Lone Star Sherp or LoneStarSherp.com. Okay. And uh, social media is Lone Star Sherp on both Instagram and Facebook. And you guys have some crazy videos. So uh, I would suggest anybody who's listening to Truck Show Podcast, Go check out their Instagram and their and their pages because the uh, the videos are awesome. And YouTube's got hundreds and hundreds of videos from uh, the Russian market, European market, uh, Canadian market, and so uh, yeah, we've got maybe five videos, and there's <laughs> you can spend days and days on YouTube. Just shirt. Just uh, look up Sherp ATV on YouTube, and you'll be entertained for hours. Yeah, this doesn't look like any fun at all. No, no. <laughs> If you get out of there with a growl on your face, uh, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, absolutely. Just check your man card and go home. (laughs) Get the corner torn off. (laughs) All right, well, thanks for walking us through. These things are so badass, and it's awesome to see them in person, so I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for coming by. So a Sherp is what you're saying. Sherp. Huh. It's almost like you could say, I have the Sherp. (laughs) <laughs> you one. No, no, we don't have the shirt. Okay. So well done at the Overland Expo. Holden. Well, thank you. That was uh, over two hours worth of interviews right there. Clearly my pleasure. <laughs> yes, I, it was. There was a lot of really great stuff. You know, it's just, it was hard to walk around because there's probably another five hours of interviews I passed up on, you know? I'm glad you didn't do them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Go. time for some email. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Uh, so your first step, Holman. Uh, got one here from our friend RJ Evans, who uh, the title is Trolling Diesel Pumps. Trolling Diesel Pumps? Says, uh, filling up the wife's grocery getter and had to troll you, Lightning. Hmm. Again, another diesel pump at a national brand that's not green. Mm, and yeah. it's a Sunoco. I guess it's Sunoco. Sunoco, yeah. And it's red. Red? The hell's that? I that's I don't make the colors on it, but yeah. our readers are, but our listeners are pointing out to you that yeah. you were wrong, and I'm happy to read those well, all day. Long. I was. How many times did they have to point out I was wrong? I was. I admitted on that episode, on the actual episode where I discussed it was green, and then said, "Oh, I guess I'm wrong." Don't all on that episode. To, don't you have an email to read? What? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, this one is titled EcoBoost from Dakota Peters. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Been listening since episode one. I was looking for a good truck podcast, something to listen to as I'm working. And I have a 2018 F-150 3.5 EcoBoost with the 10-speed transmission, Super Cruise standard bed, two-wheel drive, lifted on 35s. And this is my third 3.5-liter EcoBoost and love it. I wonder why he's gone through three already. He said, I'd love to hear your opinion on them. And yes, I know it's a V6 and sounds like crap. But other than that, I'd love to hear what you guys think and have to say about it. And I want to thank you for your amazing podcast, Ed. Five stars. stars. That's from uh, Dakota. What do you think about the uh, 3.5 EcoBoost? I like that truck. Great engine. Great engine. Um, it does sound of, weenie, but power. no, it doesn't sound weenie. It just sounds horrible because of the firing order. Yeah, it's a weird I gurgle. Don't, I don't understand. No, it sounds like a I don't know, like a misfiring tractor or something. Mm. I don't know why Ford couldn't get the exhaust note right on that truck. Um, but as far as the engine goes, they're stout. I mean, they've proven to be very reliable. The only thing I I would say is if you're towing at the max tow. Mm-hmm. They sort of have the numbers where they have the EcoBoost can tow more than the V8, which I think they're sandbagging the V8 a little bit, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I prefer towing with the V8 
just because you don't have the turbos boosting all the time. I prefer you towing with a Derringer inline tuner on that EcoBoost. Oh, that was a nice product Big plug right there. there. Yeah, you go. I don't do that very often. All right, Holman, uh, uh-huh. you're up. Uh, this one here from Aaron Cannon. What's that fuel? Uh, following up on Lightning's fuel confusion. Again? Yes. It's the, no confusion. Of the green pump in Mexico, here are three different color combinations in Iowa alone. Let me see. As always. Five, Five stars. stars! Oh, I'm surprised he didn't take a star off okay. just because of my uh, at the, uh, lameness. At the come and go, it appears to be red. Let me see. At okay, the yeah. uh, invigorate, it appears to be black. Mm, I, all right, I'll let it go on black. And at uh, an un... I don't know if this is shell. Wait a minute. Let me see this. Uh, that might be, that may be black as well. So this one right here in the middle, this one at the... I don't know where the... Invigorate. The invigorate. There's a green handle. What the f***? Is the, That's uh, the not green diesel. handle? Look, it's gas. I know it's not. Why is it a green handle? You're the only one who's confused by this. Damn you, Aaron! Hashtag fuel confusion. <laughs> all right, all right. Read your. You, you. Why do you take it out on our emails? Read, read your next one. This one's from uh, Nathan Grant's W150 is the title. Hey, Lightning and Holman, I wanted to reply about Grant's 86 W150 build. I, too, love the square body Dodges. I have a 77 D100 with a factory 318, and I also want to install a Gen 357 Hemi and keep my factory 727 Trans. DIY Hemi on YouTube has great info about this type of swap and what all is needed. I included a picture of my 77 D100. I scored for uh, 500 bucks at a yard sale. Nice. The guy said he couldn't keep it running and parts were too hard to find, and I'm the second owner of this truck, and it was love at first sight. I really hope these trucks gain in popularity like the C10s did so we can get more aftermarket support for them. Uh, Yes, we agree. And I love the idea of a segment where normal guys can tell you about their builds. Sorry, Lightning. I emailed instead of called. I'm not a big fan of hearing myself, and I definitely don't want to become one of your sound bites like (laughs) Embargo. Yes. And he says, uh, guys, laugh out loud. Love you and... Yeah, buddy. Yes. Oh, oh, and then he... One more, he says. Thank you. All right, we've got one from Sean here that says... Oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. Look at that picture of the Dodge. That's beautiful. Yellow and white, two-tone, white uh, roof. Yeah. Sexy. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, got one from Sean here that says, Lightning... You are an idiot. Not all. Po- oh wait, no, that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, we got one. Was that from Sean? Yeah, that was yeah. from uh, Sean H. <laughs> Sean H. In Huntington Beach, California. Oh, yeah, that was him. <laughs> yep. All right, so I got one here. Half ton plus from our friend Chris. Half ton plus. Half ton plus. He okay. says, "Hey guys, just a quick question, and maybe you could talk to somebody at Nissan about this. Mm-hmm. The Titan XD isn't a half ton, and it isn't a three quarter ton. So what's in between?" I don't know. Well, five eighths ton, of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they could exactly. call it best in class for everything. Oh, and what? Embargo. Uh, embargo. I think Chris might have been the actual guy on the embargo. Oh, really? I I have to go back and look. Huh? I feel like he was the one who made that uh that drop. Okay. All right. This one's called Tech Series from Brian Wielden. It says, hey, guys, I'm a truck driver who lives up in uh, Chilliwack, British Columbia. I recently found your podcast while searching for something to listen to while at work. I'm only on episode 26 but since my work days are usually 16 hours long, I will be caught up before too long. Um, 
I was wondering if you have considered a tech section where you do a deep dive into a specific subject such as tires, shocks, performance tuners, etc. I'd love to learn why some things are just so expensive and why it's best to stay away from cheaper options. I just reviewed your podcast and I gave it five stars. Yes. And my only complaint, though is that the songs get stuck in my head and keep me awake at night. Keep up the good work, and I'm not looking forward to running out of these episodes. But then... Wait, wait, you can't read another one. But then Brian follows up with another email. Uh, how many days later? Uh, let's see. That was on the 14th. This is also on the 14th. Okay. Interesting, the same right. day. Okay. Brian writes back, hmm, Roadkill went to the car cliff once. Hmm. Oh, that was the... Uh, Still on episode 26. Thanks, Brian. That was the Alaska one where they flip fling uh, cars off the uh, cliff. Exactly. Oh, okay. strange. Here's one from Brian the next day on the 15th. <laughs> he goes, hmm, hey guys, me again. Ignore all of my previous emails. <laughs> I realize you're already doing what I was thinking, just in a different way. Love your show. Thanks again, Brian. Oh, oh that's awesome. funny. Oh, wait, oh, wait, you got another one? Wait a minute. This one's on the 17th, just a scant <laughs> what? two days later. What episode is he on? Oh, I'll tell you right now. This one's called Parameters. It says, hey guys, my name is Brian. I wrote you earlier, but when I mounted the parameters of my email, I realized I needed to try again with a little more info this time. So I live in Chilliwack, British Columbia, and I drive a truck as a profession. I work long days, and your podcast helps me pass the time. I'm on episode 41 now. Oh, wow. And I find the jingles <laughs> get stuck in my head and make it hard to sleep. I think it's actually serious. <laughs> yeah, sorry oh about that. Oh, my God. My personal vehicle is a 2015 GMC Sierra two-wheel drive crew cab short bed with a V6 engine. Although I really miss the sound and power of a V8, I'm thankful for my fuel economy. And the steering wheel isn't crooked. It's angled for optimal gangster lean. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll go with that. Keep up the good work, Brian. And he says, I gave you five stars. I think you already covered okay, that. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. No, there's not another one. May 21st. Okay. Hey, guys, it's Brian again. Hi, Brian. I'm a commercial truck driver, and I thought I'd let you know that the scales are built into the road when approaching commercial truck scales. If the Department of Transportation sees a pickup pulling such a heavy load, they may decide to stop the driver and see if they are, are within their GVWR and that the driver is appropriately licensed. Great show. Keep up the great work. All right. Thanks, All right. Brian. Thanks, All right. Brian. It was good hearing from him. All right. So, great. <laughs> Brian, uh, a prolific writer <laughs> yes. of the show. So, Brian, thank you. Uh, I hope he's caught feel up. Feel free to write us anytime. Uh, write us when you get caught up to this episode. <laughs> All right, I got one here from Luke. The uh, subject, I met Jesus at 65 miles an hour across three lanes of interstate. Oh, no. This is going to be a bad towing story. Luke says, I was ecstatic to hear you guys read my email in 67 and overjoyed to hear it again on episode 68 for a second time. Oops. Oh, really? Yeah. We did? We read uh, it twice? I had somebody else tell me that, too. I just went, oh, are you uh, sure? They're all, oh, yeah. So we'll, it's interesting because we will print these things out. And then throw them away. And we threw them away. So that we, we should just keep in a file in, yeah. in order, but no, yeah, we're we, idiots. We suck. Yeah. Uh, he says, it was refreshing, however, to hear you guys read the entire email the second time around. <laughs> I am still bummed. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. We are deeply sorry. We, we, are, we are sorry. Yeah, we are sorry. Uh, I'm still bummed there was no nod to my hidden rock crusher I tried to sneak in at the end. Oh, we both saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, we yeah. just, sorry, we, did, we, we, we chuckled ourselves and mm-hmm. moved on. So he continues, but I would hate to be a T, so here's the towing story. Prepare with some ibuprofen because it may give you a headache. 
The story begins with a friend buying a 1986 and a half F-250 regular cab, flatbed, 4x4 with a 6.9 indirect injected diesel. He had a trailer, no truck, so we talked my dad into letting us use his 2011 screw cab short box F-150 with the beastly 3.5 Eco Moose. We checked payload. A, f- a 3.5 what? Eco Moose. <laughs> Eco Moose says. Okay. I'm assuming he was doing uh, maybe dictation with it, and uh, that's what Eco Moose came Got out it. to. We checked payload, max tow, with some rough estimates. We seem to barely be able to do this, legally speaking. Well, I got to pause you right there. Whenever I write, and I'm talking to a customer, and we're talking about uh, intake, cold air intakes uh-huh. and stuff, and I write, hey, it's got superior filtration, whatever, it always writes P-H-I-L and then tration, T-R-A-I-T. Yeah, because you're one of the weird, people don't realize this about you, but you dictate words. You dictate everything, and I watch you do it, and it's way more effort than just typing it in. It's fascinating. And you have way more spelling errors. It's but, but when I say filtration, like why would it say filtration? I don't even P-H-I-L. know filtration a word. I, apparently, there's a someone in my phone book I, named Tration. I can't even <laughs> spell like normal words on my phone, let alone words that don't exist. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm gonna it's I'm gonna name my son Phil Tration. <laughs> I don't think that's true. So he says, well, when we went to load up, scared of overloading Mr. the tongue Trashen, and snapping leaves, we had the bright idea to load the F-250 backwards. What? Yes, backwards with the boat anchor 6.9 diesel behind the rear wheels. To make matters worse, prepare for the ibuprofen, we also didn't have a trailer brake controller. Mm. So maxed out on towing with all the weight behind the trailer axles and service brakes only. Once we got to 65, the trailer threw us into each of the lanes on either side of us. We were just lucky to be in a freak no-traffic pocket on the Saturday afternoon on a big interstate. Anyways, my buddy, who was actually the one driving, told me after I said nice save, it was the truck's anti-sway. It was flashing on the instrument cluster. He told me he couldn't have saved himself, and then we drove the rest of the 150 miles home doing 50 miles per hour. Before you say it, no, we couldn't just pull over and reload the trailer. The axle retention clip on one of the half shafts wasn't there, so if you moved it, you would have had to stop every five feet to push the dang axle back into the tube, and we didn't have a jack to do it with. But that's how I met Jesus. And let me say, he drives a kick-butt Aluma Duty 6.7 power stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well uh, done, Luke. We're glad sounds, you're alive, buddy. Uh, sounds scary. Uh, I, and we keep talking about the toe-a-sode, which we are, uh, we are definitely We're never going to do. Just shut up. We're working on okay. it. I swear, in the past week or two, I've had like seven or eight like towing disaster posts on Instagram that people have tagged us in. Mm. <laughs> I'm going, I know, I know. They're I just know. scary, man. White knuckle for the whole rest of your trip. It just sucks. That's what's titled Jeep Gladiator and dot, dot, dot from TJ Mitchell. Hey, guys, I enjoy listening to your podcast every week. It always helps the day go by faster. I'm a sanitary stainless steel TIG welder in the wine industry. My coworkers hate me because I can't stop singing the damn jingles. After hearing you guys talk about the Jeep Gladiator, I placed an order for a firecracker red Rubicon. Well, well done. done. Yes. This will be my daily driver and weekend wheeler. I used to wheel a 1988 what? Mm, Bronco. Nope. Samurai on Toyota axles. Yeah. Right <laughs> on. Yes. That's cool. Thanks for pushing me toward the Gladiator. You guys are great. And... Five stars. stars! And he says, uh, if you want to check out more of my Samurai or Gladiator once I get it, I'm on Instagram at TJ Mitchell Films and YouTube at youtube.com slash TJ Mitchell Films. I did document my entire Samurai build, including cutting the whole thing in half and stretching it 20 inches. Whoa. I can't wait to start building the Gladiator. And he says, P.S. 
Mini trucks rule. Yeah, they my do. first truck was a 1972. What? 1972 Ford Courier. Yes! What? Yeah! Yeah! Whoa! Nice! No, you did yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I was thinking what was what? what mini truck was old that was out there at that time. That's that was, it. All right. Nice. Did you guys know there was a company converting couriers into four by fours? Yes. And they were called Ford Courier Sasquatch. I have seen something like that, like on my eBay uh, travels. I've seen one and went, "What the hell's that?" Really? Yeah. Dude, cool. please, uh, TJ, share photos of your Gladiator and uh, email them to us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or just tag us on Instagram at truckshowpodcast. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, a couple of these reviews. We're at 446 reviews right now. If we get to 500, we're going to throw a listener party mm-hmm. here at Motor Trend Group. You get to see the studio. You get to hang out with us. Hopefully uh, hang out with our friends at Nissan, maybe our friends at Decked, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll have some food and some some. We're libations. going to either have pizza or tacos or Something. we'll get Shake Shack next door. Who knows We what. cannot afford Shake Shack. Oh, I like yeah. pizza. Pizza's probably fine. Let's do Taco Lady. Or taco oh, Dude. Okay. Or there's a good barbecue place down the street. Oh, these are all good options. Anyway. We'll talk about it right, 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 Okay. 446 uh, reviews right now. We really appreciate it. Please leave a five-star review. Please, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. Subscribe. If you want to leave a one-star review, just bite your tongue. Don't do it. And then just send us an angry email instead. That helps us out, provides content for the show. It doesn't screw us on our average. Or leave the one-star review on Adam Carolla's CarCast. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I want to play that game. No, I'm kidding. I'm, because you guys are, I'm saying it. You if understand? Adam kidding, finds right? out that we did that, we're going to get tanked. I'm friends with Adam. That's a joke. I don't <laughs> do, really mean it. Do not do that. Don't do that. But if you want to bring his listeners over to us, we're yes. okay with that. Yes. We're going to have, eventually we're going to have Matt D'Andrea, his co-host on the show. We're friends. I was kidding. Move on. All right. You've said that, okay, you've said we're having Matt on more times than I've said we've, we're having a toe-a-sode. I don't know what to tell you. Matt is, he records doing podcasts it? with, he records podcasts five days a week. So it's just a matter of time. He doesn't do it at night though. Uh, well, that is true. He does live in Marina del Rey, which He's is about a mile I'm, from us. Seriously, I know. Like he could, and we will tell him we'll buy him dinner. Okay, and we'll make it happen. Okay. All right. Uh, so we've got this one from uh, DSGB nineteen eighty. Awesome show. Makes my long commutes fun. And five, five stars. stars. All right. And uh, Romac thirteen fourteen or one thirty one four or one three one four. However, mm. you like to do that. Says one of the best podcasts. Period. Loving the show. After years of hot hatches and muscle cars, I finally made a return to the truck world with a 2019 Tacoma earlier this year. After looking for a truck-centric podcast, I stumbled across the truck show. And after listening to a couple of the more recent episodes, it went back to the beginning, and I'm now up to episode 15. Thanks for a fun, quality podcast to help pass the time. Currently, I work at Ford's Kentucky Truck Plant, home of the Super Duty Expedition and Navigator. The podcast helps pass along days here in the plant, so I'll be caught up in no time, and yes... Tacoma makes me a traitor, but I loved it when I drove it. And he says, five star review, five star. <laughs> Said it just like that in that voice, yes. too. So please uh, subscribe, leave a five star, send a rating, yes. all that good stuff. Uh, we love our listeners. We love to hear from you at Truck Show Podcast or Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. Com. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh.
And don't forget to uh, head on down to your local Nissan dealer where you can check out the Nissan Titan or Titan XD Half Ton and Half Ton Plus pickup truck. Or as our listener kindly told us, a 5 eighths ton pickup truck. Uh, available. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to refer to it as that from now on. we got to tell the people at Nissan. It's, it's now a 5 eighths. Yeah, yes. best in class on everything. <laughs> uh, you can get the 5.6 liter gas V8 or the 5 liter Cummins V8, which mm. is beastly. By the way, uh, CFT Performance? Yeah. They're coming on the show. Oh, you got them. We're we're talking. Fantastic. No, what about uh, the dude that's going? They're going head to head. Walter. Gonna on, yeah, are we going to get Walter on Ooh, the phone with be, CFT? Yeah, I, I think well, they might know each other. They might be friends. It's fine. We we need to do a conference okay. All right. call. All yes. right, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll get them on the show at the same time. We'll just let them battle it out on a conference call. And then you and I will just go grab a beer. And no, no, they'll, no, they'll no, carry no, the no. show. We're ringleaders. We have to moderate. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Uh, so don't forget, if you're in the market for a new half-ton truck, Nissan has the best warranty in the business. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You can check out that Pro 4X with those Bilstein shocks and general grabber tires. You mm-hmm. can uh, enjoy the Titan boxes in the back. Or how about that awesome Fender audio system, which you are going to have a chance to listen to next Very week. Very excited about that. And if you guys are looking for a storage solution like no other, Decked.com is where you need to go. Whether you're driving a truck, you got an SUV or you've got a van, they're made with Texan ball bearings. We the just found out. The best in the world. The best in Better than German, better than Swiss, better than anything. You USA! 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 <laughs> wait, wait, hey, how Who's long that? have we been recording today? It's almost three hours long. Uh, okay, you're going to edit it, but let's go after, uh, let's see, if it's almost three hours, mm-hmm. that would be uh, 60 times three, mm-hmm. uh, 180, divided by uh, seven. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Dex has made 25 Dex <laughs> systems during the course of the show. 25. They are very efficient. And if you guys uh, all collectively buy 25, they're coming back as a sponsor, guaranteed. Yes, so. we need you to do that. <laughs> Dex.com. All right, you guys, leave us a five-star review, please. We would really, really appreciate it. Send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And, and don't forget, the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We will get to a slew of calls that you guys have left uh, us in the past few weeks. We'll get to that on, uh, I guess, episode 71. Are we really approaching 71? Are we really going to say that every time we say the episode I number? Just, it's crazy. I know it is crazy. I know what we need to do. We need Billy Bargain to get people hyped up to listen to episode 71. Billy! Here he comes. Well, let, let me let him in. Hold on. Come on. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. That's right, Truck Show Podcast. Listen, this here is Billy Bargain. Billy Bargain just wants you to buy a Nissan Titan all day long. Go on down to the truck around. You can get some <laughs> Nissan Titan. Nissan Titan XC. You can also get a Texas. Oh, yeah. You've got bowling balls and you've got other kinds of balls. And you've got rifles and BBs and, and golf clubs and bodies because that's okay, apparently, according to Greg and Dick. You put them all in your Texas. But that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to hunt guns. I'm Billy Bargain and I'm all about enthusiasm and authenticity. I'm not some shill for a bunch of companies like uh, Nissan, NissanUSA.com, or Dick, Dick.com. I'm not going to do any of that. What I'm here to tell you is that episode 71 is going to be the best episode you've ever heard. You know why? Because you're going to find out how you can rent and drive a tank. That's right. You can even get yourself your hands on a 105 millimeter gun on a tank of fire across <laughs> the land and blow up stuff and that's why you need to listen to next week's episode Billy 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 Billy, Billy. oh he's amazing <laughs> and you know it's just as amazing 
the uh, vein popping out of your head right now? Uh, I think. Uh, no, not me. Billy. I mean, Billy. Yeah. I think he just collapsed in the corner. <laughs>